Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny, high of 42. And then tonight, partly cloudy and a chance of flurries or a snowstorm. Uh, uh, low of about 30 for tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Another chance of flurries, but a high of 48. It's currently 27 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hell of a show today. Comedian Tom Cotter is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock. And sex expert Laura Korn, the author of uh, 101 Nights of Great Sex. 101 could be 1,001. I don't know. It's a new edition. We'll talk to her about uh, that book around 8.45 this morning. That and other stuff, too. It's just about 5.34 in Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Tom Petty on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, and I will tell you, excuse me, right now, um, for your Pioneer Valley forecast, sunny and a high of 42 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 48, and then 45 Friday and 55 on Saturday. It's a heat wave, baby. I don't know, man. um, When we get massive... Your temperature changes like this, yeah. I feel it right in my face. You know, it was like walking out of the house this morning. It was 22 degrees or whatever it was, but it didn't feel like that. It felt a lot warmer. Yeah, no, it, was almost, it, was, it was almost spring-like. Ah, spring. What's that? It's the season after winter. Yeah. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nagel? I'm going to do. The Power of the Dog leads all Oscar nominees with 12 nods. Never heard of it. Who played the dog? Uh, I don't know. This is uh, Power of the Dog. Uh, Characteristic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. I love a good rancher scary movie. Don't you? Yeah, that's a, listen, I uh, I love a, a good scary rancher film, but um, I don't know this movie at all. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I never do. Whenever they come up with the Oscar nominations, I never know. What? Well, you know, you're never going to go see one of them artsy-fartsy films. Yeah. For, they're never shown around here, except for like uh, in those artsy-fartsy theaters, which you don't go to. That's true. I went to one of those once in New York City in uh, Greenwich Village. Right. I could, like, I'm so, I was so used to... Uh, uh, my movie theater where I could spread out whenever I sit down. Yeah. You go into a movie theater like that where there's only like 50 seats, hey, 50 people stacked up on top of each other. It ain't that fun. There used to be a place in uh, in Providence you could go that actually had couches. So you uh. could stretch out. Same thing, 50, 60 people tops. Yeah. But you're, li- but you're sitting on a couch. Uh, I, w- it, I would like that. And if it's a film no one wants to see, you're kicking your feet up, maybe taking a snooze. That's a great way to see a film. Maybe even kick it back with a cocktail or two. Maybe. Dune follows with 10 for... I don't even know what that one is either. Uh, first-time nominees include Kirsten Dunst, Kristen Stewart, and Beyonce, and Lin-Manuel Miranda has a shot at the uh, EGOT. The Emmy, the... Tony. Tony. The, the other one. Oscars. Yeah. And the Grammy. Right. Yeah. You got EGOT? I got EGOT. <laughs> I had a bad case of EGOT as a kid. Oh, a little, yeah. little bit of ointment cleared that up and never yeah, had it again. It's a little fungus. It's really, it just goes away with a couple of days. Army Hammer's wife, Elizabeth Chambers, is reportedly considering him uh, or considering giving him another chance. A source says they're slowly finger- figuring things out. 
Army was accused of some horrific sexual misconduct by women he had affairs with. He has since been through treatment. You go through a treatment center for... Uh, I'm trying to remember the story behind the Army Hammer thing. Uh, it was one of these things where he, uh, I think he assaulted somebody in a, in a nightclub, maybe. One of those Army guys. An Army Hammer. Right. That yeah. was his weapon of choice. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I don't really remember the whole thing. There's been so many people who have been accused of sexual misconduct in Hollywood, it's hard to keep track of who these people are. We really do need to have some sort of spreadsheet in the studio just so we can track it all. Yeah. Uh, what was the, uh, somebody, Barry Krieger was telling me about something on, uh, on HBO or something or Showtime the other day about Bill Cosby. And then I just happened to be, it was some kind of, I don't know if it was some kind of document. I can't remember exactly what he said, but I'll have to go back and look. But it was, then I was in, I was in a Salvation Army, uh, when I received that text message. Okay. And what was in front of me, but the Bill Cosby album, uh, to my brother Russell, whom I slept with. I have that record. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I can't believe that uh, it was only 59 cents at the Salvation Army. It's a shame because it's a comedy classic. I was going to say. Uh, the whole second side is about him and him and Russell uh, trying to fall asleep. And, you know, the dad just getting so angry because they, they they wouldn't shut up. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, Great, great Good stuff. stuff. Oh, yeah. If it, if it hadn't have been for all that evil things that he was involved in uh, later yeah, on. It would, still, about. it would still be seen as a comedy classic today. Uh, the YouTuber Mr. Beast is doing a sweepstakes reminiscent of Willy Wonka to celebrate the launch of his own chocolate bar brand. Quote, 10 random bars will have a mystery ticket in them, and I will fly those 10 people out to compete for a chocolate factory in a video. The Willy um, Wonka style? I've never seen this guy on YouTube, Mr. Beast. All right, here's the thing, man. This is why we're old, okay? Yeah. We don't recognize all these people. But all the kids do. All the kids know exactly who these people are. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? I, I'm on YouTube a lot. I uh, never get directed towards Mr. Beast. We're watching this documentary about Charlie D'Amelio. You, uh -huh. you ever see her? Yeah. She's like another. You know, it really kind of paints a picture of how detrimental social media is to a young woman's self-image. And not even just a young woman, even all, all kids, uh, all teenagers. Right. This kid, this kid is posting these videos. She's making millions of dollars doing this stuff. But she's the most depressed person I've ever seen. She's not happy because every comment makes fun of her looks somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she's a, she's a very pretty girl, but yet people will write these nasty things to her. And she takes it. She tries to let it roll off her shoulders, but she, it, she you know, you, Listen, she takes it to heart. You can see her. Yeah, she's taking yeah. it to heart, but she's also taking it to the bank. That's what I'm saying. It's so like I, uh, yeah, that that would that would ease my depression yeah. a little bit. Sherry Shepard will be reportedly um, named the permanent guest host host of the William. Jeez. She's taking over for Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. Sherry Shepard wasn't she the one on uh, ER years ago? No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Sherry Stringfield. Ah. Anyway, uh, and may take it over for good if Wendy Williams can't return by September. Wendy has been off <clears throat> since last year due to various health issues. You mean drinking on the job and passing out? <laughs> yeah. Did she pass out one time? You ever see that video of her passing out? No. She's I she's dressed up like she just been hired by uh, Liberty Tax. 
Yeah, oh, right. With right. The, with yeah. the uh, with the uh, Statue of Liberty, Statue of Liberty con- yeah. uh, costume, and she's reading something, and all of a sudden you see her eyes go all bugged out and stuff, and she like passes out right there on the stage. Damn. Oh yeah, no, it's a very famous viral video. Man, she's got some issues, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> she got she's got issues of plenty. A zoo in the United Kingdom hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to perform inside the monkey enclosure to get their monkeys in the mood for mating season. Let's get on. With, with like what like sexual healing and stuff? I guess so. The park director said, "Quote: We thought it would be a creative way to encourage our females to show a little affection to the males. Hey, you're forcing the monkeys to have sex." Well, monkeys have sex anyway. Well, they're, who's they're, having sex with the monkey? They're all having sex with the monkey. That's perverse. That's it all is. I really have for that. I mean, I guess I could go into another story, but, you know, it's uh, about the uh, the Florida-Georgia line and Brad Paisley uh, and Brandon we, Davis. We could all, we we, could all pass We didn't that. get to the country music portion of Hollywood Trash Oh, today. geez, that's too bad. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Pro contractors to... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I know I probably don't get around to talking about the Bruins nearly as often as I should, but sometimes I just got to put aside my copious notes on Tom Brady and the Olympics and focus on other things. Things like how much I love Brad Marchand from the Boston Bruins. Oh, sure. I get that Brad Marchand ain't everybody's cup of tea, but I find that Marchand's obnoxiously aggressive behavior to be both incredibly enjoyable and just good old-fashioned fundamental hockey. And who can't get behind that? For example, let's look at the reckless abuse that he inflicted last night on the Pittsburgh Penguins goalie Tristan Jerry. Marchand can't stand the guy, and you know what? I'm not going crazy about him myself. For example, during last night's unfortunate Bruins loss by a score of 4-2, Marchand made a couple of moves that could, in theory, be seen as somewhat unsportsmanlike. Most notably, the NHL will probably be looking into the two-minute minor and the five-minute match penalty against Marchand for allegedly trying to injure Tristan Jerry with just 25 seconds left to play. You see, during the infraction, uh, Tristan Jerry, 25 seconds left to play, uh, Marchand allegedly is seen punching Tristan Jerry while he was down on his knees covering up the puck. He is also seen using his stick to jam the dude in the neck. Now, in my mind, that's just good defensive hockey. But when you poke a guy in the neck with your stick just feet away from the officials, it can be seen as a match penalty, which automatically provokes an NHL review. There's also moments earlier in the game when Tristan Jerry attempts to give a puck to some kid in a Penguins jersey. Just before he hands it over to the kid, Marshan comes by and knocks the puck out of the way. Now you can say, hey, come on, that was supposed to be for a little kid. Or as I was, would say, he was a kid whose parents let him walk out the house wearing a Penguins jersey at the TD Garden in Boston. If you want to point fingers about who was a jerk in this situation, I'd be looking at mom and dad first, the kid second, Tristan Jerry third, and then maybe I'll get around to talking about Brad Marchand later. Listen, I'd rather have him swatting childhood dreams and impaling imposing players in the neck than having him licking opposing players in the face in the middle of a pandemic because that would be irresponsible. And I don't think he's that sort of guy, even if he is facing a possible suspension. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, some people walk out the door, slip right in their ass because, because... They didn't store up on enough ice melt at Rockies. What kind of person are you going to be? The guy that slips or the guy that's prepared? 
Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm. It's Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 and Rush on Rock 102. It is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 48. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Tom Cotter is going to be joining us uh, later on this morning. Also, uh, sex expert Laura Korn. Giggity, All giggity. that in one show. That's right. So, uh, yesterday, uh, after I got out of here, I had to go to a doctor's appointment. Uh, regular, you know, physical type of thing. Right. First time I'm seeing this, uh, this, new, this new doctor. Uh, my doctor, after like... 40 years retired. Oh, I hate when that happens. Um, and I had been seeing him for like 25 of those years. And uh, that sucked because uh, he was a, you know, he was a very dry guy, but he was a doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he knew his stuff. You, you, know? you still, uh, you know, establish a relationship with the guys yeah. and he knows all your stuff. Yeah. Now you got to go with a new guy? Yeah, I don't like that. No, uh, he was, uh, he didn't really care that, uh, you know, what I did for a living. You know, he, he was, uh, he was more of a Brad Shepard kind of guy. Gotcha. You know, so he was. <laughs> That's the kind of humor. So he wasn't very funny is what I'm trying to say. Oh, what are you talking uh, about? Brad's hilarious. No, I'm talking about the doctor. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we, uh, we, I go to the, the, this doctor. It's uh, this, this lady that I got now. She's a lady doctor. Okay. And, uh, you know, she's asking me all these questions. Um, you know, all the normal questions you would ask somebody. Uh, you feeling anything, you know, you're feeling weird or you're doing anything, anything strange or anything. And I said, yeah, I said, uh, you know, there's this issue that I've been having where I can't remember what I just said. And we've had this uh, yeah. happen on the air many times and it's been happening more frequently and it's bugging the crap out of me. Well, I mean, there's a certain part of that is just, you know, just age, you know, where, yeah, but you start thinking about something and you, you have an idea in your head, and then all of a sudden you it, lose your train of thought. Is it just age, though? Like, is it just age, or is it like in the middle of the conversation? And I have to ask you what you just said, right? In order to bring me back to the. There's one thing about getting distracted and going, oh, what was I talking about? And then, like, something before could always point me back to what I was talking yeah. about. But well, I, don't, I don't have that. I know. For me, I find that the music of Brian Adams makes me stupid. I mean, that's but that's me. Doesn't turn you on? Nope. Turns me on. It turns you on. Oh yeah, Brian Adams cuts like a knife. Brian Adams. Summer of '69. I don't get turned Everything on. Everything I do, Please. I do it for you. Please. I think you don't have the right Brian Adams experience. I, I, I guess I don't. Well, either way, uh, you know, and I don't have trouble remembering things, you know, and and. Like, in general. But completing thoughts. But it's completing yeah. a thought in the middle of a conversation, and it's driving me nuts. Okay. It drives me nuts. So I said, you know, I tell her this, and then she goes, well, you know, we're going to give you a memory test at the end of this, you know, at the end of the, the exam. And so she came back in. She brings this mocha thing. You ever see this? A mocha? No. Yeah, Other than uh, the co the combination of uh, chocolate and coffee, which I do love. It's something about, let's see, mocha stands... Four. It's some kind of uh, multimedia over coaxial. No, 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 no. Mocha, mocha. Uh, Mo Montreal Cognitive Assessment. Oh, I love Montreal State. Uh, I, lo I love Montreal. Beautiful city. Um, so she gives me this uh, thing. I actually gave you a uh, a copy of this, but only the part, because most of it's verbal. Okay. So I'm going to start with, we're going to do this test, and we're going to see if you can pass it or not. Okay. Right? All right. All right. I'm going to give you... Five words. 
Five words. I'm going to say these five words, and okay. you're going to have to remember these. Okay. Ready? Yes. Face velvet church daisy red. Face velvet church daisy red. All right. I'm going gonna... to tell you right now. If you ask me to repeat it again, yeah. I would get it wrong because my memory is like a sieve. But that's okay because I'm going to read it to you again. Okay. Okay. Yes. Face velvet church daisy red. Red. Okay? Okay. You got those? Uh, okay. Okay. Now we move on to the uh, the second part, the visio-spatial. How do you say that? Visio-spatial. Spatial? Yes. Oh, I like spatials. I bet you do. Oh, yeah. I've heard that about you. ever you. get a spatial before? No. Do you ever have a visio-spatial? Well, that I have. It gets all up in your eyes. Nah, different kind of spatial. All right. So there's this little task. You got to complete this. Uh, it's like matching... The numbers to the letters. Okay. So like 1 to A, 2 to B, et cetera, et cetera. Piece of cake. So you did that. You draw a clock. Can you draw a clock? Do I have to do this? Do I have to draw that yet? Yeah, you can do that right now. All right. Draw okay. a clock. And just, um, you can. It said, it's like asking you to add the numbers and all that stuff, but I just want to know if you know what 10 past 11 would look like. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have a perfect circle or anything like that. Okay. So show me what 10 past 11 looks like. Like that. Yeah, there you go. Okay. See, you did pretty well on yeah. that. You're okay. ready? Yeah. Okay. Now, now what, about, what about the other one, the visual spatial thing? I still got to do that? Well, you can do that if you want to. You want to do it now? Yeah, okay. So I do, like, I draw the so one to the A. One, and the... See how the example starts? It says one, and then there's little dots to the A. Yeah. So you and then, connect those then two. two to the B and three to the C, right? Yeah, and then C, and then four to the D, and, and then five not, to the, yeah. And I'm not supposed to cross the lines. No. Oh, well, I don't know if you're supposed to cross the lines or not. As long as you get to, to the end, I would imagine that would be it. Okay. I'm not, the. by the way, I'm not like a certified proctor or anything. Got it. Here. You got it. Got okay, it. So you did that. All right. My brain, my brain is like yeah. uh, like an ever-evolving pile of, uh, of synaptic right. explosions. We're going to do your favorite subject. Okay. Math. Crap. Okay. I was doing so good. But you only got to go by seven. Okay, oh so starting God. at 100, yeah, subtract seven and then subtract seven from each number thereon for you know four <sighs> times. Oh so 100 minus seven is 93, and then 93 minus seven is 86. Okay, what's the next one? 79. Yeah. Uh, 72. Yeah. And then you got uh, 66. Close. I do mean 65. Yeah, but right. I'm going to give you a pass on that because you're horrible at math, and so am I. Right. And that's the problem. I that's that was the thing I had str I was struggling with, and I was like, it's not that I don't know, I, like can't figure it out. Yeah. But when you're asking me to do it visually in my head, I kind of need a piece of paper to do it. But that's not part of the test. I usually do my fingers. Yeah. I if you ever like you know, at the end of the of the show when you have yeah. to kind of count down. You know how much you know, music you got to play or, or get rid of. And the, and the, I'm always using the chism bop method. Remember that? The chism bop. Yeah, uh, Fred McMurray used to do these uh, commercials where you know Fred McMurray from My Three Sons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it would show you like you're basically counting on your fingers, like there's an yeah. imaginary typewriter, and you're doing it all in your head. The chism bop. Yeah, that was an actual thing. Lasted Ooh. for a hot second, and then everyone said, "This is the stupidest thing ever." A chism and yet, bop. Here I am, 50 years later, still using it. Uh, a chism bop sounds like something you get right before a visio spatial, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> you want the chism bop on your visio spatial, huh? That's why yeah, I, baby. Oh, that's why I always bring extra <clears throat> plastic sheeting. 
All right. Uh, next on, right? Yes. Yes. Similar. What's the similarity between uh, a banana and an orange? Well, they're both fruit. There you go. That's the answer. Okay. okay. What's the difference between, or what's the similarities? I mean, between a watch and a ruler. Uh, they both me measure things. Exactly. Okay. okay. All right. Yes. Moving on to language. Okay. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna time you. Oh jeez. Right. Yeah. As many words as you can think of, starting with the letter uh, F. Okay. Okay. Can you do that? Yes. In one minute. Can you do that? Yes. All right. Let's go. Go. Foot. Face. Foul. Free. Five. Uh, fart. Um, the big dirty one that I love so much. Mm -hmm. um, That's acceptable. Frankfurter. Okay. Uh, let's say uh, four. Okay. Forever. All right. You're already passed. You, listen, I'm not going to go to the end because we don't have enough time. But uh, if you did the whole minute, if you got 10 words, then you passed the test. I passed that's, the test. That's the, well, you passed that part of the test. Okay. Not the whole test. But I just didn't want to keep dragging it on. Uh, and then they show you a picture of an animal. Uh, I can just describe this to you. It's like a dinosaur, but a unicorn. A dinosaur unicorn. That would be a rhinoceros. Yeah, there you go. I said dinosaur unicorn. She didn't think that was acceptable. Really? Well, it is a dinosaur unicorn. Well, it's not really a dinosaur, but go on. All right. Now, what were those five words I gave you to begin with? See, this is what I said. If you ask me again, okay. I wouldn't remember. One is, is a clock, red, and three others. Face. Okay. Face. Yeah. Velvet. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember the last one. Okay. You, uh, what'd you say? You said, uh, you got red, you got face and you got velvet. The other one you said wasn't on there. Was it not? wasn't on there. Okay. But church and Daisy. Church and Daisy. Well, sure. Of course. Guess what, man? You did pretty good. You know how many of those I got? How many? Zero. Really? I could not remember one word from that whole thing. And I said, I, cause I said clock and she goes, we talked about clocks. You know, eventually. In it's the a whole psychological game, isn't it? It is a psychological game. But at least you recalled some of those words. Not everybody's going to be able to. I give this to my 11-year-old last night. Bam, done. Yeah, you know, easy. No big deal. Well, let's uh, let's. Uh, She's like face velvet, church daisy red. Let's talk you about my show off. Let's talk about my visual spatial ex uh, executive challenge yeah. right there. That's uh, pretty. That's uh, Pretty yeah. on the spot. That is visual spatial. So now I got to go for some other tests and stuff like that. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, great. Huh? <laughs> Terrific. That's fantastic. I love getting old. This yeah. Is great. <laughs> it's 624 on Rock 102. Hey, Carla and Talia and Nico. It's the biggest sales event of the year. Get President's Day savings on more Hyundais than ever before. And now get over $2,000 Kelly Blue Book value for your car. It's so simple. If Kelly Blue Book says your car's worth $8,000, Country Hyundai will give you $10,000. It's the sales event you've been waiting for. So hurry and visit us online at countryhyundai.com or come see us in Northampton. Country Hyundai. You're gonna love it here. See dealer for details. Thank you for calling Yankee Home. How can I put a smile on your face? Uh, yeah, we've got an old outdated bathtub in our house and my wife said to call Yankee Home. Can you really turn that old tub into a walk-in shower? We sure can. 
With Yankee Home, custom walk-in showers are finally affordable for everyone. Plus, they can be installed in just one day and done right the first time. You mean never cattywampus? That's right. And since you're a Rock 102 listener, you'll get $1,400 off. Call Yankee Home right now to claim this special offer and be sure to mention Rock 102. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-241-6655. That's 1-800-241-6655. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-241-6655. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. It's 627 with uh, Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Now, could your memory issues, and I, this is just, uh, just a speculation, could there be a parallel to your memory issues that would be directly related to the amount of uh, wacky tobacco you're smoking on a daily basis? Because Could it be that because you're so high off the bejesus that that's having a negative effect in your memory? It could. It very well could. But nope. I don't do it that much. Now, what did I just one. say exactly? You said, does the wacky tobacco that you smoke have any effect on your memory issues? Steve, it's like your words yeah. just were th- were pulled out of my mouth. Yeah, isn't that crazy? See, like, I you can remember, remember that. stuff like that. But it's, a, it's just every once in a while. I'll forget what I was just talking about. And I haven't been smoking. I haven't been chewing. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I haven't been doing any of those things that make me a dummy. Now, I'm a little surprised by my results because last yeah. night I slept like absolute trash. Yeah. But I thought, you know, that would have a negative effect on my uh, my brain power. Yeah. You know, normally, my brain is operating at, you know, 100%, like a, like a locomotive train that's been derailed and moved by authorities. Locomotive train? Yes, right. Yes. I All know right. it's a little redundant, yeah, but so whatever. Like, yeah. Nevertheless, uh, you know, I thought you know, a bad night's sleep would have a, a negative effect on it. But yet, it's like a steel trap up here. You remembered the words. I didn't remember any of those words. Well, some of the words. I, you, yeah, but that's the point. You, can, you should be able to remember at least a few, and you did. Hmm. And that's, uh, you passed. Pretty I interesting. Didn't. Yeah, let's well. laugh. Tell me. Tell me which one. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you're traded or not, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. So a, uh, a widowed Jewish woman in their mid-50s went to Tel Aviv Beach for the first time since her husband passed away. Okay. Okay. She's still pretty damn hot, you know, looking great in the bathing suit. And on the same beach was an attractive man, also in his mid-50s, getting some sun and reading a book. So she put her blanket down next to his and began a conversation. What you reading? A book, he says. Uh, Not much of an answer, she thought to herself. She pursued, my husband passed away several months ago, and this is the first time I've been to this beach since then. 
Uh, and he's a, oh, I'm a widower too, and my wife passed away several months ago also. He continued reading his book, seemingly not in the mood for further conversation. And she's getting frustrated, and she's like, do you like pussycats? And with that, the man put down the book, joined the lady on the blanket, took off his swim trunks, and ripped off her bathing suit, and the two went at it and had passionate sex on the beach. No kidding. And out of breath, the lady goes, how did you know that's what I wanted? And he goes, how did you know my name was Cats? Because <laughs> <laughs> she said you like pussy cats. And that's why he went up. I don't understand I that don't joke get it either. <laughs> Booyah! Rock, rock 102. 631 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, or at taxlandonline.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The, uh, ma- oh, there we go. What, you forgot what you're talking about? No, I just lost my spot on the website here. Well, we'll just take a few minutes to myself and uh, regroup, and we'll come back. No, it's just uh, low-income workers in Massachusetts will receive $500 payments as part of the COVID-19 Essential Employee Premium Pay Program announced by the Baker administration uh, on Tuesday. The first round of payments will be distributed in March to 500,000 Massachusetts residents that made more than $12,750 from employment and meet the total eligible income. These payments represent the first round of funds to be distributed as part of the $460 million program, which was enacted in uh, December when Governor Baker signed a $4 billion spending plan for American uh, Rescue Plan Act. Hey, uh, we're going to give you $500. You think you could loan that to the people we overpaid and they can send that back to us? Oh, it would all even itself out. You know, the people who are out of work, could you just loan them the 500 bucks, <laughs> and then they can pay us back and then... You take out the middle, man, and we don't have to be a part of it anymore. You guys can argue amongst yourselves. What is the uh, the parameters here for this five hundred dollar uh, cash you, reward? Well, it goes by your income. So let's say if you have one person in your household and your total income was thirty eight thousand dollars, then you get the five hundred bucks. But if, if you but, have like a, like me, if it was three people, uh, your total income for twenty twenty had to be sixty five thousand. And then you could qualify. And then you could qualify for the 500 bucks. And if you got eight kids, you got to make $132,000 in order all to right, get the right, 500 right, bucks. Right. I got to get eight kids by when? Uh, March. It's uh, February 9th. Yeah, you can borrow mine if you want. That's well, two. That, that and then, okay, that's yeah. two. So I got get, three. Yeah, that's, that's five. I need to get four three. more by the end of the month. Hmm. No, you need three more by the end of the month. See, that's me in the math. Yeah. Uh, you could find some kids. Yeah. Go to a school gym and uh, a basketball night and pick up like three or four of them right there. Like, well, I think they call that kidnapping, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you're borrowing a child and you're not doing You're going to buy them like Happy Meals and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I, I really, it would be borrowing and I would only be borrowing them as tax write-offs. Yeah. Right? Yes. I would probably return them after, say, April 15th. You don't even know what a write-off is. No, but they do, and they're the ones who will be written off on my taxes. Uh, Well, we can work this out a little bit later if you want. The math I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. A man from Pittsfield was arrested Monday night in connection with a homicide incident on King Street last Tuesday. Steve, it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? 
I have. I don't think you have. According to the Berkshire County District Attorney Andrea Harrington, Pissfield police arrested 42-year-old Michael Rose of Pissfield in connection with the shooting homicide of 39-year-old Jarek Black. Steve, Look. I believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? I have. I don't know if you have or not. Uh, Rose is charged with murder and discharging a firearm within 500 feet of a building. Police were called to King Street around 11.39 p.m. on Tuesday, February 1st for the 911 call. They found Jarek Black suffering from a serious injury. He was taken to a nearby hospital where he died. Rose was arraigned in Central Berkshire District Court and is being held without bail. Um, Springfield residents are frustrated with their utility bills. You know, we were talking to uh, Ed Begley Jr. yesterday, yeah. and I told you, there's a, I saw somebody post a bill yeah. from their local utility in the Springfield area. I'll yeah. let you figure out which utility I'm talking about. For 600 bucks yeah, that's in a month. You know, and then, uh, you know, I'm ta- I was talking to a guy the other day. He says he lives in a trailer. You know, he's 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 very single guy, yep. lives by himself. He's like, yeah, the bill's like average 60 to $70 a month for a Makes sense for a single guy who's not using that much. Right. He said it went over to like it went over like $120. It was almost like 50% more than it was the previous month. He's like, how is a guy like me increasing the energy that much? And yeah. And you're looking at the bill and you're not. You're only coming in with like maybe a couple extra kilo, maybe a couple extra kilowatts more per month well, than you were last year at the same time. I mean, most of those things are electric heat. Mm-hmm. But even if it's not, let's say he's got some sort of uh, propane attachment and that's how he's heating yeah. things up. Chances are it's electric heat. But even if it is electric heat, it's a small space. Well, you're still going to need electricity to run whatever it is, like a propane tank. You're still going to need an electric right. firing mechanism to do that. So you're you're still running electricity. But again, you know, how much... I said the same thing. I was like, I haven't used that much more than I did last year at the same exact time you're uh, i don't even even if uh, you can remember this but years ago you know, every house had a meter and what they would do is they would estimate your usage yeah and then they changed the meter so they could read them from outside your house yeah you didn't have to go inside or you know uh, do a site visit on the side of the house and look at the meter they would literally drive by and it would register what your actual usage was yeah. and, and and within Two or three months, everyone's getting these super inflated bills because now they're getting actual, alleged actual readings mm-hmm. by these these drive-by assessments. Yeah. And what they figured out is that over time, you know, those bills went down. You wonder what kind of adjustment they made here yeah. to justify, you know, that kind well, of increase. I mean, they're saying energy costs are up all over the ah, world. That's it's poppycock. Supply and demand. I just like saying good stuff. I just like, just like saying the word poppycock. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. It, it. It. It's. It's a hardship for a lot of people, especially it's sticker shock too. You know, people who can't afford, uh, people who couldn't afford the sixty to seventy dollar a month bill, now all of a sudden are straddled with a bill that's double. Right. That's uh, that's going to cause some issues, I think, down the road. You know, I don't really have, like, every light on in the house. But yet our, you know, our bill goes up, and it goes yeah. up all the time. I don't know I don't know what it's going to take for uh, for us to, uh, you know, get a break here. But that's mm. – you see a bill like that, man. That's that's horse crap. Uh, West Springfield police are asking for the public's help in identifying a man believed to be involved in a business theft. Here we are with the uh, cryptic – Police reports again. All right. 
According to the department, the man allegedly drew, allegedly stole items from a business on Riverdale Street in West Springfield. Police believe he left in the vehicle pictured below. That's a it's a Subaru. And if you have any information on the suspect of the incident, you're asked to call the West Springfield Police. Where was it? Can you just say what store it was in? Well, well, Riverdale Street's not a real high business area. No, Steve. God, yeah. Great. Luckily, you can nail it down to a simple thirty or forty. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to really know exactly where it happened. But uh, I don't understand that. Why can't you just say, "Well, there was a theft at X, whatever store this was." You know, I can't even say it would be the business owner that would say, "I don't want my name in the paper." That's still great promotion. Someone walks in there and they steal and stuff from you. I might even go there just to help you out. Yeah, because that's the kind of fella I am. We haven't. Uh, we've never like held back the name of some place talking about it when it was in the news, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, well it was this Sunoco station on whatever, whatever the address was. You, like you knew what was getting robbed. Let's let's say someone was stealing uh, underpants at Kohl's. Okay, right yeah. there on Riverdale Street. Does it hurt anybody to know what was stolen and from where? Does that does that hinder your investigation at all? No. Especially if you are asking people for information. Right. I would think, did you see somebody walking out of Kohl's really, really fast with a big stack of underpants in his hands? Uh, that would be suspicious, would be- suspicious behavior to me. And it would be funny enough to talk about. Even more. Everybody be talking about it. Well, remember the, uh, what's his name? Melvin. uh, Melvin Jones. Melvin Jones. When he stole all them pants. 30 pairs of pants. 30 pairs of jeans. What you going to do with all them jeans? You know, like, like, what are you really going to do with all those jeans? I mean, obviously, you're probably going to sell them for a discounted price. We don't even know if they were all his size, so they're probably going to wear them himself. Well, usually, if you're carrying 30 pairs of jeans, you probably just grab the entire rack, and you're trying to walk out the door with it. Usually, if I'm walking out of a do- out, out the uh, the store with a pair of jeans, it's because it was the only pair in my size. Oh, really? I'm uh, I'm always in between sizes. You are. Which size are you in between? Well, I'm I'm uh, somewhere between husky and not as husky. I used to hate those jeans. Huskies? I hated huskies. My mom used to bring because I was a fat kid. We used I was, to go to the Sears. Yeah, I know. I was a Husky fat kid, jeans. too. And you're size 14. You're only eight. Sack of crap. <laughs> Did you get the tough skins yeah. at uh, at Sears, too? Tough skins? Tough skins. I, I might. I don't think I... No, I had it was always husky, husky everything. Yeah, well, you were a husky boy, you're a husky boy. Sears tough skins come here, used husky to, boy. Used to also come in, in husky, but they would come in uh, all kinds, like the whole rainbow of colors: yeah. blue, green, red, brown. Then you had your uh, your specialty fabrics like the corduroys. Yeah, where your legs would zip because your fat little legs were rubbing together, causing additional heat. Maybe occasionally, uh, like a spark. Mm. Never had that happen. Yes, man, the tough skins. And everyone knew was where it corduroy? Where, they were no, they weren't all corduroy. They yeah. had like uh they had regular they were like jeans. Yeah. Uh there was a brushed jean uh cor- uh tough skin, which it, they were like fuzzy. They were like fuzzy pants. Uh, I had a couple pairs of the fuzzy brushed tough skins. I may I've had corduroy, but I'm not sure about the 
what you're talking about. I don't remember that name. I just remember, again, the Husky. The label. Yep. The label that labeled you. Not because every it's not like nobody could know you were a fat little kid. But we'll put a little label on you to ma- remind everybody. Yeah. I knew a kid who was still wearing tough skins when he was a senior in high school. Yeah. You know, back then, if you didn't shows you how stupid and and uh and uh ridiculous we were back in nineteen eighty four. But if you weren't shopping all the time at the mm-hmm. chess king yeah. and looking cool with your skinny leather ties. Oh yeah. If you weren't that kid, then everything you're a, you're a total nerd. And this kid was wearing tough skins at the age of eighteen because he hadn't really grown. Oh, he hadn't grown. He was a tiny uh, fella. I mean, he's a big strapping man today. But you know, back when he was eighteen, he hadn't really had that growth spurt, so he could wear the same blue brush tough mm. skins he had when he was in eighth grade. Yeah, that's not a good look for anybody. Terrible, poor kid. I was at the. Uh, I went to uh, uh, my girlfriend took me shopping yesterday. She bought me some clothes. Back to school shopping? Yeah, pretty much. Why? Well, things are changing, so yeah, I, I know. Of dress course. me for success, you know that kind right, of thing. Right, right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she wants to make sure I, I you know, keep my job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So well, you know, dress to impress the boss. Dress, anyway, uh, dress for success. So we we go into Kohl's yesterday, and uh, yeah, she's very generous. She's buying me, you know. Pants. And no, that's nice. And yeah, it's very well. You know what? It uh, it helps when you have somebody with an eye for fashion dress you as opposed to me with my Wayne Enterprises T-shirt this morning and my <laughs> jeans that are too short for my legs. Right. right? Uh, so anyway, she you know she dressed me. We get up to the we get up to the uh, the register, and uh, I don't know. So we check out, and then we're walking towards the door, and she's and 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 my girlfriend says to me. I hope they removed all the tags, right? Oh, she goes, yeah. Because I've had this problem before where I've left the store, and then all of a sudden you're walking around, it looks like you stole something. Yes. You know? Right. So, uh, sure enough, we go through the thing, and bing, 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 the thing goes off. So then we go back to the register, and the lady goes, I thought I'd get them all off. You know? And then uh, we say, okay, no big deal. Just take it off. So we found the pair of pants with it on. It happened again for the second time. Going out the door. A second pair of pants? Another pair of pants. Because, and then she was claiming, well, some of them have two on them. Two? And I'm thinking, well, shouldn't you be looking for two? That's a good question, yeah. actually. So anyway, uh, she takes that that one off, right? Yeah. And it happened again. It was three times this happened. This is an outrage. And then we had to dump everything out. And she left, like, all of the tags on all of the clothes. You know, the thing is, they and can't. And she's just, like, I thought I got them all. Remember the old days when you'd, uh, you'd have the beep at the uh, yeah. at the, uh, the thing, and then they'd just let you go and say, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, you can't take those things off yourself at home. No, you can't. Other if you're Unless you want, uh, like, ink or something all over you. It destroys the pants, the very pants you bought at their store. It will put a hole in the clothes. Yes. And you don't want to do that. No. So we finally got it all squared away. What a big pain in the ass that is, though. You know what? They should have thrown you a few Coles bucks just for your, uh, yeah, just the inconvenience of having to walk back spent three a, times. Spent enough Coles bucks yesterday. No need. They yeah. ain't going to give us any. Are you wearing any of your new clothes today? Oh, uh, my new underwear. All right. There yeah. you go. How about that? How about that? Nice and fresh. Good for you. Ain't Best field in the world. Ain't nothing better than a fresh pair of skivvies. That is it? the truth.
A new dating study found men are still a lot more likely to initiate a date by asking the woman out. But when those roles are reversed, you're more likely to get lucky. Roles reversed like she asked you out on the date? Yeah. Researchers talked to 20,000 college students about recent dates they went on, who initiated the date, and if there was any sexual contact, including kissing. And it turns out dates are more likely to end in the bedroom if the woman does the asking out. All right. Yeah, and that would have explained why I didn't have uh, many dates in college. I was kind of waiting for the women to ask me. Yeah, nobody really asked you out. No, no, believe it or not, I might not have been that appealing. They looked at dates that uh, at least involved kissing or heavy petting. Ooh, I like heavy petting. Heavy, heavy petting is good. Yeah. And when a woman uh, initiated the date, there was a 63% chance of it uh, progressing below the belt contact. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where most of your heavy petting really occurs, if I'm not mistaken. Below the, be- below well, the you, belt. You could do some heavy petting above the upper region. Oh, no, I understand yeah. that. I, I get that. But, uh, I mean, a lot of the heavy petting, like, re- that's just petting. Yeah. Heavy petting is when, you know, you're you're going uh, you're going a little more, you know, deeper into it. Yeah. That's compared to 50, uh, 56% chance if the man initiates the date. So not a huge difference, but the statistically relevant. 89% of dates are still initiated by men, though. But these are college-aged people, though, right? You said uh, college 20, students? 20,000 college students. Yeah, you know, They're that's just like, banging each other left and right. Yeah, let's let's talk to some adults who are in the dating world with how the numbers change. That, yeah, yeah. That, listen, what what happened in my dating life in my uh, my late teens and early 20s has no relevance on the rest of my life today. Listen, uh, you know how when you like uh, used to leave a TV screen on too long and it would burn into the screen? Yes. Like the words? Yes. It's uh, these kid, these college kids on Tinder, all of their phones just have a swipe going right. <laughs> like burned into yeah, their you, screen. You can turn the phone off, you can put it in the sunlight, and you can see the mark, the smudge from picking up the broads. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102 and the Tommy Carr Auto Group want to it on Rock 102. It is going to be nice today. Sunny and a high of 43 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 48. Actually, the whole weekend's going to be nice except Sunday because Saturday, 55, and then Sunday, snow and 27. Uh, comedian Tom Cotter is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock, and also sex expert Laura Korn. After 7 o'clock, I want to talk about, uh, <sighs> I want to talk actually something uh, kind of embarrassing that uh, yeah, I don't really know how to how to discuss, but uh, it's it's something that uh, I'm going to need a little bit of help with. And I, I'm, I'm right, going to ask your opinion on what to do. But it involves jelly or gloves. I'm not interested. No, nope, nope, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's okay. like, you know, this is the kind of thing that could happen to anybody. Could happen to any one of us. Could happen to you. Could happen to, right. you know, to Dan Williams. Could happen to anybody in this building. But yet it just happened to me, and I'm going to bring it up after 7 o'clock. Nothing can happen to Dan Williams. He's Superman. No, I know that. I'm just saying even a guy like Dan Williams, this could happen to. And he, you know, I think Dan would just you know, go about his business if it happened. But me, much more superficial, and uh, I think we should bring it up after 7 o'clock. You know, I, uh, I told you I'm a big fan of Reddit. Yeah. Uh, re- re- read. Did we do the uh, Am I the A-hole uh, uh, segment every once in a while? Right. And uh, mm. this one is no stupid questions, but they are stupid questions, right? All right. This guy says, I didn't think much. Uh, he goes, what are Florida ounces, right? 
I didn't think much of this when I lived in Florida. Many products were labeled in Florida ounces, but now I live in another state, and I'm surprised to see the products are still labeled with Florida ounces. I looked up Florida ounces, but I couldn't find any information about them. Google doesn't know how to convert them to regular ounces. And then uh, the top comment is, uh, F-L-O-Z stands for fluid ounces, not Florida, you idiot. <laughs> Ah, that's good. Well, I mean, yeah, but you got to remember, like, a lot of these are either done on purpose by another adult or there's a kid on there probably right. submitting something that probably didn't. Wasn't there anything that you thought when you were a kid that you realized was wrong? You had thought about it all wrong? I'm trying to. Th I'm sure there was. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm. I'm sure there were some things that I thought were just way off base. Well, I remember, it doesn't happen very often. Like uh, uh, in New Jersey, when I was a kid, when I lived in New Jersey, and we'd drive up and down the Garden State Parkway. Right. And there was uh, North Caldwell, and uh, I think it was East Caldwell. I don't know. It was North and South or something. There's two different parts of Caldwell, New Jersey. But on the highway sign, they called it the Caldwells. And I thought it was, every time we went by there, I thought it was a family that lived there. And I'm like, wow, they got their own sign on the highway? How come we don't have that? <laughs> that you know, it's yeah, just it looks little go. kid thoughts. So, yeah, I mean, if the kid thinks it's F Florida ounces. All right, that's kind of... It's really not that stupid to but, think that way if somebody never told you that. Right, or if you're in Florida and you just yeah. assume that FL always means Florida. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I know. I, I can think of one. The uh, When I was a kid, I thought that the Southwick Wild Animal Farm was actually in Southwick. And my really? parents said... Yeah, we're going to go to the Southwick Wild Animal Farm. I looked on a map of Massachusetts. And I'm like, what the hell are we going way the hell out there for? Yeah. Well, it's not. It's in Menden. Yeah, which is not very far at all. No, it's right. not. It's it's a, it's a very quick drive from where I grew up. Yeah, see? But going all the way out to the Southwick? What <laughs> a stupid idiot thinks of that. Well, honestly, when I first moved to this area and somebody said Southwick Zoo, and I'm like, wow, that town has a zoo in it? Like, because if, you just, if you're not from the area, you, you would never know. know. Right. right, and if you call something the Southwick Zoo, you would think it would be in Southwick. These are these are all good uh, good questions. Have you ever been to Southwick? It is a zoo. <laughs> you ever been? To, no, a Southwick <laughs> Planning Board meeting. Right, that's, that, a, that's zoo. a zoo. Yeah. that's a zoo. It's six fifty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Is it snowing in Southwick? Are there power? And now. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know if you are aware of this, but this Sunday is Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, California. And even though I don't particularly have an overwhelming interest in the outcome, there's a part of me that would like to see Cincinnati beat the Rams. Why? Well, it's like this. Do you realize that prior to this year, the Cincinnati Bengals had not won a single playoff game in 32 years? That was two years after they lost the Super Bowl to the San Francisco 49ers. The truth is the Cincinnati Bengals have spent the last 54 years losing league championships, racking up losing seasons, and wasting perfectly good draft pick opportunities. And here they are looking at possibly winning the team's very first Super Bowl championship. On the other hand, the Rams haven't won a Super Bowl in 23 years, and that was back when they were in St. Louis. You know, back when Los Angeles was without a football team of any kind for 20 seasons. Now that they're back in Los Angeles and hosting the game, they're considered to be the favorite to win. 
Now, I don't particularly care to see that sort of logic, but I'm not a gambler. What I do like about this Rams team is quarterback Matthew Stafford. Now, this is a guy that spent the first 12 years of his career stuck playing for the Detroit Lions, a team that has not won a postseason game since Matthew Stafford was three years old. In fact, many of Stafford's former teammates in Detroit are apparently thrilled to see him in the Super Bowl and apparently living vicariously through his achievements this season. Well, of course they are. Watching Matthew Stafford on Sunday is as close to any of these guys will ever get to a Super Bowl championship. But in keeping with Lions tradition, I'm sure they'll be heartbroken when Stafford loses the Super Bowl with the Rams. Now, I'm sure there'll be some of you who'll say, hey, Baxi, care to place a little wager on something like that? Listen, I've already got roped into buying a couple of squares with a certain illegal office pool around a certain place of business, and I don't want to seem too greedy, but I am going to pass. Either way, I'm picking the Bengals by six. Call me crazy, but I'm feeling lucky, just not lucky enough to lose money but lucky enough. But hey, and if I'm I yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. How many apps are on your phone? And how many phones include the Rocky's Direct Circular mobile app? But what you gotta do is you gotta get that right now. That way, what's on sale at Rocky's is always at your fingertips, whether it be with the app or rockies.com, or you can even go old school and pick up a flyer at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, mostly sunny today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 48. 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, Listen, this is, uh, it happens to people all the time. Right. I get it. Uh, and I realize that, uh, you know, this is, it's just my turn okay. for this to happen. But uh, I'm in a predicament and <laughs> you I. You said predicament. And I'm not really sure how yeah. to uh, go about my day with this uh, predicament. All right. All right. You ready? Lay it, lay it on me. Here we go. Yeah. About 15 minutes ago, mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom mm-hmm. upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah, for those of you who have ever been here, yeah. uh, the studio is in a bathroom. You got to walk up a, a flight of stairs, and the men's room is right at the top of the stairs. Okay. So I'm going about my business, you know, minding my own business, doing what I got to do. And then I complete the job. All right? Okay. Complete the job. As I am then uh, putting myself back together, uh, I find that the zipper of my pants uh-huh. has now broken. <clears throat> ah. So uh, I have a broken zipper on my pants. Yeah. Now, we were talking uh, the other day uh-huh. about, uh, you know, the idea of office hugs yeah. and how inappropriate I, I feel that is. Like yeah. I, I'm not a hugger yeah. for, for those in the in the office. Well, I'm kind of the same feeling about uh, letting my dink out too. I don't, uh, you know, I don't feel real comfortable letting that out. Now, yeah. I there is, I will say, there are undergarments that are a thin barrier between exposure around the uh, around the office and uh, and what's going on down there and i just uh, we have a meeting today that i have to attend to it's can't mm-hmm. i can't just like bug right out and you know go home change my pants and then you know, come back here and finish my uh, my business day i got to walk around this office yeah with my zipper all busted and things yeah all right that's okay. No, it's not. It's yes, embarrassing. It, well, then you put a sweatshirt over yourself. 
You tie a sweatshirt. Uh, I have plenty of shirts and stuff you can use upstairs. Steve, if you I can tie it around your waist. I wish we had Listen. Rock 102 smocks or aprons. That would be that would be terrific. We're having a meeting after the show. Yeah. You're going to be sitting in a chair in a, in a room anyway, and nobody's going to know. Well, now they know, but nobody's going to see it. Well, I'm going to have to, even though I anticipated being on all fours for most of this meeting. Are you going to walk around like uh, with your hands over your uh, your crotch? Uh, I was thinking walking of, through the hallways. I was thinking about having a like a, a three ring binder and just holding it in front of my groin for the entire day. All right then. But yeah, but you know, you know, now what I, I suppose now what I'm talking about it, there's going to be people in the office who are going to want to take a look or yeah. run away. Do we have any safety pins? No, we don't have safety. We have pins. safety pins. You can at least safety pin it back together. I'm even afraid to staple it together. Well, you're not going to staple. A staple wouldn't work. A safety pin, though, it would keep the uh, two pieces of garment together. Now, I wish I was handy enough to be one of these people that could easily put together uh, the zipper by itself. But, like, it's like it's separated. So I got the uh, the zipper on one side. And you'd have to take the, the pants off in order to fix that anyway. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think that would be a, a approved activity here. I I, I, don't, I haven't seen this, the... Employee handbook, but I'm pretty sure pants are a requirement of the job. Yeah, at all I times. Think so, you know, like uh, what news people do sometimes, like they look like in a in a suit. Yeah, but then below the belt, you can't see. They're in like jeans and sandals and stuff. See, nobody, Barry, Barry my, my, Krieger doesn't own a single pair of dress shoes. I don't think he does either. No. Uh, but I remember, uh, you know, uh, you could do that. You could hide yourself and conceal your problem throughout most of the day just by avoiding people i would say 95 percent of the time it doesn't matter what i'm dressed like or what i'm wearing to do this job right. no you know, i don't have to dress up i don't have to wear nice clothes i literally just you know grab what's if it smells good still i'll wear it but yeah here i am putting on a pair of pants that i think you know with great confidence saying hey you know what i look terrific in these pants now now i'm here at work i go to the bathroom and now I've, you know, I got a, my barn door is open. Yeah. What you want to close that. What the hell am I going to do now? Walking around the office with my barn door you, wide open. You put a sign around your neck that says free hot dogs. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You can make us get one of those sexual harassment things again going here. What an embarrassment this yeah. is. You know, and, and you know, just sometimes you see a guy with his, with his uh, zipper down and you say, hey, dude, uh, you know, there's a mouse coming out the house. You know what I'm saying? You got to you got to take care of that. Yeah. Well, today it's my day, and there's nothing you know, I can do about it until I go home uh, and and uh, take off these pants. I haven't had the uh, the broken zipper, but a few years ago, a friend of mine pointed out that you know my fly was down a lot. Yeah. And they're like, you know, if you just push that little thing down when you zip it up, it locks it into place. I had no idea that's how a zipper worked. How did you not know I don't how a know zipper how I've worked? I've gotten through 40 years of life with not knowing how the zipper actually worked. I thought you just zipped it up and boom, it was done. I didn't realize that if you push that little thing down, it actually locks it on the track. Dude, you're a grown ass man. How did you not know the very basic mechanics of a zipper? I I don't know. I guess I just never paid attention to that. You see, this isn't even about the mechanics. This is this is really about, you know, now that it is now, now that it is busted mm -hmm. beyond the point of of simple repair. Yeah. 
I got to hang out of the office today. Looks like you're going to have to go buy a new pair of jeans. Yeah, I know. That's the other thing. Yeah. I don't have a, a, a whole lot of pairs of jeans hey, in the what? house. Kohl's has a big and tall section. Uh, <sighs> I was just there yesterday picking out some fine items. You could pick out a pair of nice Levi's or and, and a pair of Buster Browns. They don't sell Buster I Browns. I don't think they do. I don't think anybody does. But now, yeah, so that, this, yeah. so there's that. I got to pick up another pair of jeans, but more importantly... I got to walk around this office. It's mostly women working here, and mm. I am going to be partially exposed to the elements. So what happens if I go outside and a big gust of wind comes around, and all of a sudden I'm all gangrenous down there? Oh, you got like this Marilyn Monroe thing going on with your jeans flapping up in the air and your well, wing wang hanging out? Maybe. I don't know. I just, thank God, I just thank God I didn't go commando today. How embarrassing would that have been? Do you normally go commando? I think that's my business. I think that's kind of disgusting, actually. Actually, I don't go commando. Yeah, I, I thank need, you very I much need, for I need something. Making sure. I need, I, I need something in between this yeah. and that. There you go. Safety pin and some duct tape. That's what, uh, that's what uh, some of the folks are saying. You know what? Duct tape isn't a bad idea. Except I don't have any uh, immediate access to the stuff. I don't even think we have duct tape in this building. Um, I have some in my car. You know what I have? Flex tape. I could wrap your entire waist in flex tape. How good would that look? Or I could slap it on you like the guy does in the commercial going whack could right I against the glass. Could I please apply it myself? Because yeah. I see the whacking as being a problem. Yeah. Do you want? We can make a video of this. We can uh, do a Facebook Live video and we can watch it live while I punch you in the nuts with, uh, with <clears> a piece of flex tape. This is why I'm asking if I could apply it myself. You, I, would, you, I would apply it more tenderly. Once I'm done with it, you'll forget that your fly is even down. I, pr I probably yeah. forget how to breathe. Yeah. See, I can help you out. You I, want the flex tape? I can get you the flex tape. I don't need a roundhouse application. I just, you know, a, a little strap and like a little, you know, you know right there in the groin. I'd pr probably be pretty good. We really should wrap your entire waist in flex tape. Well, that's... It would be worth wasting the money I spent on the flex tape. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, you never know. I don't uh, know. You want to wrap that sack up, you oh. got you to gotta, you gotta be able to flex tape it. Well, what do dudes normally do if they got a full day of work ahead of them, and then the first thing they do when they get into the office is something like this? Uh, you do what I do. I always carry an emergency set of clothes in my vehicle. I, I never do that. I have a like a little uh, satchel, if you will, filled with uh, like pants, underwear, socks, and a t-shirt, just in case. You never know what's going to happen to you on any given day. You know, I got it. It's not like we don't have room in my office. You know, I got drawers. I got a closet. I could probably store a whole bunch of uh, yeah. extra clothes up there. You could may this have is to what do I'm that. You. you need to bring all. You get to a certain age, Max, you need to have the extra clothes I just know. in case. You know what it is? It's that walk of fame back up the stairs, through the hallway, through a second hallway, past the sales office, past the management offices, through the, uh, the, through the lobby, where you get nothing but ladies who are working there, minding their own business. Yeah. Then I got to go down another corridor to my office. It's walk of shame, not walk of fame, you egotistical it's, bastard. It's all, no, hey, Steve. Hey, here's Bax coming down with his fly out. I got a certain amount of humility here. And, and, and it's no different than like walking around the hallway with uh, Dr. Sadie Allison's sex yeah. toys the other day. I mean, I feel very self-conscious about walking okay. around here with an armful of dildos. I at least went upstairs and got a 
black bag to put those in so nobody could see what I was taking out of the out of, out of the uh, the office. Do you oh, not yeah. do you not think of privacy or like you know there's a certain way we're expected to act yeah, around no. this place when we're off the air. Right. We are on the air, we can have these little conversations, but when you start uh, you know Suggesting uh, something to one of the uh, one of our office mates up here, right? Uh, that could be seen as some sort of uh, <sighs> harassment, if you will. I'm gonna get called on the carpet for this one, aren't uh, I? Well, in the same week, I'm walking around with sex toys under my arm, and now my uh, my the front of my pants is wide open. Oh, People are gonna start thinking of me in a different way, and I don't really want that. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, anybody got any crescent rolls? We're gonna make those little uh, wrapped uh, wieners. Gonna make little smokies. Yeah, little smokies. <laughs> Wrap up the little smoky in the patisserie. <laughs> You'll get a uh, visual spatial out of that too. Smallest charcuterie board I've ever seen in my life. Love it. 723 with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. The Connecticut Lottery and Play Sugar House Sportsbook have even more. 29 with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, You're very welcome, Principals Steve. at Chicopee High and Comprehensive High Schools are now free to implement new cell phone rules after the school committee voted to waive its decade-old policy that allowed students limited phone use during the day. The vote will allow Chicopee High School to implement an innovative new program that will give each student a magnetic pouch and require them to lock their phones into it when they enter the building. Staff will unlock the pouches at the end of the day. This seems like a giant pain in the ass, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. The 11 to 1 vote to temporarily waive the policy was taken last week and went into effect immediately. But officials say uh, they do not expect principals to implement new policies until the start of the next quarter, which begins on February 28th. The staff is desperately asking for assistance, said uh, Superintendent Clark. About uh, three weeks ago, Chicopee High School Principal Carol Cruiser approached uh, uh, appeared before the school committee and said teenagers have become hopelessly addicted to their cell phones and it is creating disruptions in class and making it difficult for teachers to capture the undivided attention of their students. In the past, there were a few problems with the cell phone policy that allowed students at the two main high schools to use their phones during lunch in the hallways and in the classroom for educational purposes with teacher approval. The policy was created by a group of student leaders who lobbied the school committee, which adopted it provisionally for several years to see if students would follow the rules the committee made it permanent when students passed the test. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm really divided on this. And I, on one hand, I understand you know how distracting they could be in a classroom setting, mm-hmm. but I don't know if if uh, if taking them away is is really the answer. It just seems like a very tumultuous task to take on to take everybody's cell phone away that's walking in the building. I get why, because you're taking them out during class and you're you're distracting, and it's it's not going to be good for your education, right? And it's annoying when you're when you're. I can imagine as a teacher, when you're when you're talking to a group of people trying to teach them something, and none of them are paying attention. That's got to be one of the most maddening things you could deal with. Yeah, I mean, back when we were in school, yeah. we we didn't pay attention the old fashioned way. 
Right. We just looked out the window and stared yeah. at the birds. Or, you know, just it was like uh, you know, looking at the girl sitting in front of us. Melted crayons on the radiator. I did that once. <laughs> That's a good one, huh? It was, uh, yeah, they had these. It was this old building in this Catholic school I went to. Yeah. And the, and the building must have been built in like 1820. You know, when they built this building, it was all falling apart back yeah. in the late 80s. And the heaters would get, like, like <laughs> red hot, too, right? They would get, like, so hot, which I, I didn't even understand how they would even let children have a desk right next to that. Yeah, right. And it would get so hot that, you know, you'd be taking off the Catholic, sh- the, the Catholic uh, school uniform sweater mm-hmm. to, and loosening the tie a little bit to get some air. Right. But uh, we would take crayons and melt them on the radiator. It was so fun. That was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that was some yeah. good stuff. That's almost uh, as good as eating paste. Yeah. Now uh, these kids on TikTok are like destroying bathrooms and you know ripping things out of the wall. We did uh, mild vandalism. Mild vandalism. Yeah, like you know, getting like a uh, you know, black soled shoes yeah. and making those big strips down the middle of a corridor. Big marks. I told you I felt bad about that. I got these shoes from Payless Shoes. Yeah. Right. Hmm. And, uh, you know, Payless shoes weren't really, like, top-quality shoes, but they were good enough uh, for what my parents could afford at the time. Yeah. But I realized, once I brought those things to school, that if you rubbed your foot along the floor, you'd make this big, giant, like, mark like a like a, like, uh, like like a rubber tire. Like made. a skid. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was doing that. My friends think I'm funny. And then, like, you know, it set in... Fairly quickly, when I saw the janitor down on his hands and knees with a straight razor trying to scrape that crap up off the floor. Yeah, they don't like that. And then I felt bad going, I just made that guy do something he didn't really want to do today. Yeah, especially since his day normally would have just been about scattering barf dust all over the place. That barf dust is awesome. We should get some of that. So I'm told uh, they aren't taking the phones away at the door. Mm -hmm. They're going to have cubbies made. And they'll be locked. And if there's an emergency, and they would like to get the un, uh, and they would uh, get to unlock the cubby, so the student would have access to their phones. So they're not taking them away; they're just locking them oh, up in a cubby. Okay, that's fine. But still, I mean, that seems to are they going to be doing this themselves? And is it the honor system? Like, I don't understand how this thing works. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, what's the say? A kid can hide a phone anywhere on their body, like in a, you know, in a in a back pocket or in a in a pocket in your backpack or anywhere you know i would think that at the end of the day when kids are getting their phones yeah what a disaster that's gonna be having all those kids going back to these cubbies and then getting on a bus yeah yeah you're i mean you're slowing down the whole process of getting everybody out of that building not that there should be a reason to not you know, place restrictions on phones. I'm just saying, it's just like I, I don't. Well, I don't know what the right thing to do I, really is. I kind of don't see the need for the phone in school because, you know, I I understand why kids have phones, right? Yeah. My kids aren't ready for that yet. I tried that and it didn't work because it was causing distractions and problems, and and it's it's not good for them. Right. So yeah, I still let them like use the internet, but I don't they don't have their own personal devices anymore. I took all that away because I knew that it was detrimental to their well-being and right. their mental well-being. Um and I understand why parents give their kids phones because it's a babysitter. 
I'll admit that. Oh, yeah. There have been plenty of times where I let them go, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this right now. Go play on your little uh, your little uh, iPod or whatever the hell you got there. You know, it's very easy to do. What, what but my... kids don't need them. You don't need these things. Not during class, you don't. No. But, I mean, you know, once your kids reach a certain age and they're staying after school because they're involved in extra activities, having the phone and, a, and an ability to be in contact with them, yeah. I can see the, utili- uh, the utility of that. I can see it, too, because when we were kids, there was a pay phone on every corner, and if you needed to make a call home, you would, call, you would take the quarter out right. and you'd call home. You don't have that anymore. There's no, there's not, everybody has a device on them. So you don't need that anymore. Right. But you're right. You do need that, especially if my kid's going to be going home by themselves or going to be out somewhere where I don't know. At least I can say, okay, well, you have communication with me. I get that part. But I'm talking about all the other crap that goes along with it. The the, the TikToks. I told you I was watching that show with the uh, Charlie D'Amelio. And this kid's making millions of dollars off these YouTube videos that she does. Sure. But she's also, like, she hates herself. She hates herself because she, her face is on th- this, this multimedia platform right. where people are commenting on her looks and telling her she's ugly, and she's not. She's a very pretty girl. Right. Uh, but that is so uh, damaging to a young kid when... If, if your life is all about, I need to make this next video in order to make more money, but people are calling me a pig and a slut and all these other things, then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that that takes a toll on people. No, I get it. But on the other hand, <clears throat> she's got 9.64 million subscribers. Yeah, I and, know. Uh, I get it. You know, the I more get you she's get, got money. She's but, getting money hand over fist. I mean, here she is making s'mores dip. Look at that. Look at that. Who's gonna Who's gonna criticize her for making a delicious dip with, made with s'mores ingredients? Is there a point where you can make enough money to invest the rest of it and never have to do things like this again, or are they just so into themselves that they need to continue doing these? Things? Well, yeah, I'm I'm looking here and I'm seeing uh, videos with as many as uh, nine million views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm I, and, and again, I don't I don't know what to, I don't spend a lot of time on her page, but. Uh, I'm sure they're very entertaining. 37 million views. Well, I've watched some of these with my kids because we watch them on the TV, on the YouTube thing. Yeah. And uh, and I'm watching these things, and they're stupid. They're, But they're stupid to me, but for a teenager, these are like cool little things. They're bas- they're sitting around the house. They're, you know, ordering pizzas, and they're trying to, you know, get different, see what crazy toppings the pizza place will put on the pizza, or they're... You know, it's just little things like that, kind of right. like everyday life, but they're very popular. Her and the her and the sister, I think. I think it's the sister. You know, they uh, they give you uh, every time you go on YouTube, if you're signed in, they give you uh, like the suggested videos, and uh, and and everything of mine is either uh, food, yeah. or it's um, yeah. No, it looks like it's just food here right now. Just food, food and drums. That's it. That's all I got. That's your For You page. That's Yes, on YouTube, that's exactly what it is. Uh, The owners of the Eastfield Mall have settled their lawsuit accusing Cinemark of trashing the cinemas, freeing management to market the theater space once again. The state... Excuse me. What was that? Air pocket going on in there. 
The uh, state leased the theaters from owner Mountain Development for a year starting in March of 2021 for use as a courtroom space big enough to host socially distanced trials. But mall manager Dave Thompson said uh, Tuesday court activity has disappeared from the space and he expects the state to vacate when its year-long lease is up in just a few weeks. Knowing that and knowing that the settlement was reached with Cinemark, we have already started marketing that space. He confirmed that there was a court settlement in recent weeks but can't discuss the terms. Cinemark spokespeople didn't return calls or emails. The 16-screen uh, theater was added to the Eastfield Mall in 2000 as a showcase cinema. Later, it was sold to Rave, which was acquired by Cinemark in 2012. In 2020, Cinemark left the property, but not before its agents shredded 50-foot-wide custom movie screens, tore out speakers, absconded with high-tech projectors, ravaged seating, trashed bathrooms and concession stands, and slashed plumbing and electrical wires, according to the lawsuit. The bastards. That's uh, odd. For a company to do. You know, I can see if it was like this individual guy who couldn't come up with the rent money and gets all pissed off at the landlord yeah, but this and is a start ripping the fixtures Yeah, out. but this is a corporation doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which, I, I wonder, was it, a, was it like the corporation that said do this or was it like a, the local manager who said, hey, let's trash this place before we close it down? Well, th that's what I don't know. I mean, it could be whoever the company was to hire to do the demolition to get rid of all the stuff in there, too. Because that was hired by Cinemark. The company to go in there and remove everything. Yeah, I, I I just find it hard to believe that Cinemark would say, "Hey, make sure you rip out. We don't like these uh, landlords. Make sure you rip out all the plumbing fixtures in there too, so they have to redo everything." <laughs> Listen, as we uh, are eliminating your position there at uh, the Cinemark theaters, do your best to ruin the place. Yeah, please trash it. That's another thing. Even going to the regular movie theaters and you're done with the movies and you get up and there's popcorn. Every, like, people just don't give a crap. They're slobs. Yeah. There's yeah. stuff everywhere. I honestly, and I don't think I've been to, I mean, I know I haven't been to a movie theater since, uh, since COVID broke out. But, you know, the last couple times I was there, there was nobody in the, in the entire theater. It wasn't exactly clean. And frankly it was a little overpriced yeah so uh, you know i i know the theater experience a lot of people romanticize that a bit just as happy watching a movie at home yeah i really right. am yeah I, mean, I, am. I hate to say it trash it all okay. you want but it's like yeah you know, i'm probably gonna want to stay at home i enjoy watching a movie at home but i've told you this before there are certain experiences you'll never get at home with the giant uh, even if you have like a 70-inch screen TV, you're not going to get the same effect you would sure, in a movie it, theater. It totally depends on the film. You yeah. and I talked about uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody film. Right. Bohemian Rhapsody was that at the end when they start doing the uh, Live Aid concert, they have this HD camera. Now, if you're in the movie theater, it was one of – you felt like you were there. Yeah. Like you felt like you were actually part of that entire experience. Because the screen in front of you is doing this flyover with like a kind of drone thing, and you know, going in, and you and the surround sound makes you feel like yeah. you're part of the actual crowd. Actually, the drone thing was the Phil Collins uh, performances, but go on. What drone thing? <laughs> Him just droning on about. Oh, oh no, uh, no, 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 he don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah and, no, I'm uh, talking about like a, it would look like it was done with a drone, oh, yeah, like no, the camera shot. But uh, you can't recreate that experience in the living room. I think. I don't think you're ever going to be able to get rid of movie theaters. And frankly, the movie business is doing very well considering all the shortfalls that they uh, 
that yeah. they came up with in the last couple of years. You know, well, I get it. I get it. Do you really get it, or are you just saying you uh, you're saying to get it? Just I'm kind of just saying to get it. For 700 consecutive days, the Massachusetts State House has remained closed to the public due to the pandemic, even as residents across the Commonwealth are regularly frequenting indoor settings, including bars, restaurants, and gyms. It's a, in a stinging uh, rebuke of Tuesday's milestone, the Mass uh, Fiscal Alliance launched a campaign to bring the State House out of lockdown mode and encourage constituents to put pressure on their elected leaders. There's no reason why this building should be closed. With all of the things that we've learned already, 700 days this thing has been closed to the public? Yeah, and I'm sure that if there weren't uh, usually occupied by state workers, they would have been there by now. Yeah, that's probably true, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if this had been a building used in the in the private sector, yeah. they'd be back to work. Of course they would. We had people working here. Hey, listen, we, man. We, we, didn't, uh, we didn't skip a beat. I know I keep repeating myself, but that whole thing of me trying to report to this real retirement board, it's because nobody is in the offices. These federal offices are still closed. After all of this time, yeah. they're still closed. But yet, we're open. Everybody's open. Everybody you know, the else. The weird thing about it is, prior to Omicron, nobody in this business, in this building, got sick. No. Only after Omicron had uh, emerged and was uh, ravaging through the state of Massachusetts were people you know, getting sick and having to take time off. Well, people got sick, but they weren't exposed to the rest of us. There was only a very small few people that had cases. There was like two or three cases that I know of. Right. Uh, but it didn't affect anybody here because we were not here. Yeah, but biz yeah. but business went on is what I'm telling you. It's like, I mean, you know, to be shut down for 700 days in that yeah. building, you know what? Everyone else has kind of gone back. You know, they should too. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand why, but government... That's what they do. The government. It's the man trying to keep you down. The man and the government working Not hand in hand. Not that I have any desire to walk into the state house, but it is a public building and it should be open. That's day. right. You should uh, be able to go in for your business. Well, listen, you can put protocols in place. That's that's not like unusual. Everybody else has found a way right. to go back right. in one way or another. Some people stay remote. <clears> some <throat> people work. Some people uh, you know, go into the office. This building's been closed for 713 days. Uh, a 46-year-old man in Vegas named Brian Gower got arrested last week after he threatened to blow up a casino and claimed there was a live grenade in his no-go hole. How'd that get in there? You sure he did, just didn't eat uh, something from Taco Bell? I mean, just as explosive. He uh, told security he was going to blow the place up, and they had 15 minutes to evacuate the building, so they called the police. It's not clear if they evacuated the building or not, but uh, no one was in any danger. When police were talking to Brian... He kept rambling about his ex-wife and something about Joe Rogan, uh, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Right. Then he told them he had a, quote, grenade up his arse. <sighs> and he wanted to pass gas. Right. Yeah. Right. Turned out he didn't have any explosives on him or in him. He also got arrested for making some sort of bomb threat last year. So this is kind of his thing. Yeah, you know, uh, honestly, though, uh, it's a, it's an impractical place to put a grenade. How are you, you going to even pull the pin? 
Well, if you leave it sticking out. You still, how are you going to do that? I mean, unless you've broken your zipper and your pants, how's that going to happen? You know who he looks like, this guy? Who? The grown-up version of Buzz from Home Alone. (laughs) All right. Yeah. He's facing charges for providing false information about a potential act of terrorism. And no toilet paper left in the bathroom. That's what I'm really upset well, about. Once you pull the pin, it's not going to matter. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by uh, Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. going to be sunny today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 48. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Join the team. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.55 and Ozzy on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, mostly sunny with a high of 43. Tomorrow, even warmer with a high of 48. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Yo, if you miss a, uh, a, a, the, the show, you can always check out rock102.com and download the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Wherever you look for podcasts, you will find the Rock 102 podcast. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Tim Finn from the band Split Ends. Pretty cool interview. You can check that out on rock102.com. Sweet. Yes, it is. Sweet. It is. Uh, yeah, so Tom Cotter coming up after 8 o'clock. Uh, and Laura then, Korn uh, around 845. Laura Korn. And then uh, later this week, uh, possibly, uh, Jen Landon. Do you know who she is? Uh, no, I don't know who Jen Landon well, is. Well, first of all, she's Michael Landon's daughter. I thought Michael Landon's daughter was Melissa Gilbert. No, that was on the show. Oh, Little House. Uh, this. Mel- oh, it was uh, Melissa Sue Anderson. Melissa Sue Anderson. And she was the uh, older daughter of oh, uh, oh, Charles oh. Ingalls. Was that the blind one? Yes. Ah. She didn't start off that way, but uh, you know, halfway through the run of the show, she went blind. Is that when the show jumped the shark? When they made her blind? Uh no, I don't think that's when it happened. I think when they started to introduce new characters. People that were on the prairie just happened to show up. I remember watching the made-for-TV movie for Little House where they blew up the church. You remember that? Vaguely yeah. remember that. And yeah. It was uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but he was uh, when I was a kid in New Jersey. They had Pathmark was the uh, supermarket. Okay. He was the Pathmark spokesperson. No and kidding. He was the he was the guy blowing up the church in the Little House movie. He didn't blow up the, the store, though, right? I mean, that's a... No, it was just the church. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of those, like, uh, we're kicking you out of town. You know, the big guy comes in. And he in. blew up the church. He done blowed up the church. That's a pretty bold statement, if but you ask me. G- but Jen Landon is the uh, daughter of Michael Landon, and she was actually in uh, Highway to Heaven. Remember that show? When he was I on, do. Was, yeah, him and, uh, what is it? Uh, Victor French. Victor French. Yeah. I actually liked that show. I kind of liked that show, too. It yeah. was more of a, like... To me, that was kind of like a religious quantum leap. Yes, yes, very much a very religious quantum leap. That's a <laughs> right. great way to put it. That's the only way I can think of it. Uh, but yeah, she, and now she's on uh, she's on Yellowstone, which is a wildly popular show now. Yeah, on uh, on Paramount. So we're going to be uh, possibly talking to her. Oh, that'll be cool. In the next couple of days. Very good. It's seven fifty seven. With Bax and Nagel and Rocky. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Folks, I know I probably don't get around to talking about the Bruins nearly as often as I should, but sometimes I just gotta put aside my copious notes on Tom Brady and the Olympics and focus on other things. Things like how much I love Brad Marchand from the Boston Bruins. Oh, sure, I get that Brad Marchand ain't everybody's cup of tea, but I find that Marchand's obnoxiously aggressive behavior to be both incredibly enjoyable and just good old-fashioned fundamental hockey. And who can't get behind that? For example, let's look at the reckless abuse that he inflicted last night on the Pittsburgh Penguins goalie Tristan Jerry. Marchand can't stand the guy, and you know what? I'm not going crazy about him myself. For example, during last night's unfortunate Bruins loss by a score of 4-2, Marchand made a couple of moves that could, in theory, be seen as somewhat unsportsmanlike. Most notably, the NHL will probably be looking into the two-minute minor and the five-minute match penalty against Marchand for allegedly trying to injure Tristan Jerry with just 25 seconds left to play. You see, during the infraction, uh, Tristan Jerry, 25 seconds left to play, uh, Marchand allegedly is seen punching Tristan Jerry while he was down on his knees covering up the puck. He is also seen using his stick to jam the dude in the neck. Now, in my mind, that's just good defensive hockey. But when you poke a guy in the neck with your stick just feet away from the officials, it can be seen as a match penalty, which automatically provokes an NHL review. There's also moments earlier in the game when Tristan Jerry attempts to give a puck to some kid in a Penguins jersey. Just before he hands it over to the kid, Marchand comes by and knocks the puck out of the way. Now you can say, hey, come on, that was supposed to be for a little kid. Whereas I was, would say, he was a kid whose parents let him walk out the house wearing a Penguins jersey at the TD Garden in Boston. If you want to point fingers about who was a jerk in this situation, I'd be looking at mom and dad first, the kid second, Tristan Jerry third, and then maybe I'll get around to talking about Brad Marchand later. Listen, I'd rather have him swatting childhood dreams and impaling imposing players in the neck than having him licking opposing players in the face in the middle of a pandemic, because that would be irresponsible. And I don't think he's that sort of guy, even if he is facing a possible suspension. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, some people walk out the door, slip right in their ass because, because, they didn't store up on enough ice melt at Rockies. What kind of person are you going to be? The guy that slips or the guy that's prepared? Went to Storm headquarters before and after the storm. It's Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 Journey on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 24 in downtown Springfield. Comedian Tom Cotter has been uh, on our show countless times, but he's coming uh, back to the area. He's going to be at the Comics Roadhouse at Mohegan starting tomorrow night through Saturday. And he's on the phone with us right now. It's Tom Cotter. How you doing, Tom? Countless times? I've been on the show countless times? No, we just stopped counting. Yeah, we, we stopped counting because uh, backs can't count past his fingers. As in ad nauseum? That's what I'm getting from you. No, I, 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 I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you're, you're the kind of guest we want to keep bringing back over and over again. Good save. Thank yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. You got uh, you got some shows coming up at the, uh, what is it, the Roadhouse? 
the Roadhouse yeah. down at uh, the Mohegan Comics Sun. Roadhouse. Comics Roadhouse in Mohegan Sun. You're going to be there, uh, what, Thursday through Saturday. And then uh, what's going on, on uh, in Boston on uh, Sunday and Monday? Yeah, then Sunday and Monday we're at Last Boston, the wife and I, uh, doing some Love is a Joke shows because it's Valentine's Day, as you oh, know. Yeah. So we're doing that. That'll be a lot of fun. People should come out and check it out. Now, do you do, uh, do, you do that with Carrie in lieu of a gift, or, or what do you do? I do that. I work with her uh, because when we go when we work at a club, that's literally the only place she opens for me. So it's fun, <laughs> and it's really, you know, people like to hire us because it's one hotel room. So they're cheap bookers, and so that's why they bring us in. And always, you know, a lot of guys go to work to escape their wives, and I bring mine with me, which is uh, torture for both of us. But it's all right. We've been married, as you know, for five wonderful years, twenty-one total, and it's just a long time. <laughs> long time. Well, it must be nice to have companionship while you're uh, you're away, and you can treat her to a nice hotel and a dinner at a casino buffet. What lady doesn't like that? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't like a buffet? We just pull the chair up, sit there, piss <laughs> off everybody around us, yeah. breathe how, on the sneeze guard. It's fun. How are your uh, How are your holidays? Holidays are good. You know, I get to see the family. <clears throat> My sister uh, hosted. Uh, she has two little ones, uh, but she's getting breast implants. Good to see her, and my brother Seamus was there. Uh, his name's John, but I call him Seamus because that's what he does. And so that was fun. Right before, in December, I did a corporate gig in uh, in Vegas, and a week after I got back, the woman called and said we had an outbreak of uh, COVID, and you should probably get tested. And if I'm being honest, that's not the first time a woman's called and said, "Hey, you should probably get tested." But it was still disheartening. And I got the uh, I got the Omicron. I, I I had the Delta, and I was waiting for the JetBlue. Never got that, but I got the Omicron, and so now I think I'm bulletproof. I've been double vaxxed. I had the, I have the booster because I have to see over the top of the table, and so I'm uh, I think I'm pretty good right now. Hey, you're all cleared up now, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So with uh, with with comedy shows and stuff, I mean, you know, with everybody, you know, you know, you know, coming back and 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 going out. I mean, does everybody have to wear a mask during your show? Some people do. I can't figure out. Everyone talks about they're now rescinding the mask mandate and the vaccine mandate. And I thought a mandate was something that you two went on. Uh, uh, oh, listen to you. you. What? Listen, snap. What? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I uh, I think at this point, you know, you're either a vaxxer or an anti-vaxxer. And I think Biden's going to hand, you know, hire some of these aboriginal guys with the blowguns and just walk up to people and nail them with the vaccine now. You're getting but, it you know, now, boy. <laughs> yeah. You That's want Pfizer, you're welcome. You didn't want it before. We're giving it to you now. <laughs> I can see I can yeah. see that. Charlie, the Aber- Sheen. Charlie Sheen is now an anti-vaxxer. I don't know if you knew that, which I find hysterical because there isn't an, an item in the world that he hasn't injected in his name <laughs> at some point. So he apparently trusts Pablo Escobar more than he trusts the federal government. Right. But yeah. We all know people like that. I, 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 I use my brother as an example all the time. Who sits there and drinks Keystone Lights and smokes Marlboro Lights like they're uh, they're not going to make cigarettes ever again. And then uh, he goes, "Yeah, don't put that uh, poison into your body. You don't know what you're putting in there, boy." <laughs> That's it. I have relatives like that. Yeah. Too. Uh, oh, yeah. My uncle okay. said he would die before he got the vaccine, and we buried him last Tuesday. So, <laughs> <laughs> like he saw the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, at he, least he, he could see the future. He had crystal balls. It was a birth defect. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, 
So everything's, you know, I could, I could mind, but I wouldn't do that to you guys. But all is good. The wife is good. Uh, just for a point of order, though, um, from now on, I identify as an African-American woman with uh, 32 double Ds. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I want to get on the Supreme Court, and I think that's the way to do it. So <laughs> Laquisha, from now on, is my name. Yeah, I think you'll, I think uh, you'll get some votes. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, why, why not? Yeah, I can think of a better name for you, but I can't say it on the air right now. <laughs> yes, <I see. laughs> I think you do need more qualifications than all of that, though. I think you need like a like a law degree. I mean, I know you were like a former cop at one point, but I don't think that puts you right at the level of a judge. Let me tell you something. I look good in a robe. I rock a black robe, so I think that's part of it, especially with the thirty-two double D. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna that. Wait, I was gonna say with your chest protruding out. Uh... I think there'll be a little more than legal grease being investigated, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I'm saying, right? Gavel these, you. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's, that's happening in my life. That's a new thing. You know, I keep, I keep uh, forgetting from time to time that you, that you were a police officer at, at, at one point years ago. And, I, and that should frighten everyone. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's just hard to imagine you pulling somebody over and then doing like, you know, you know like an easy 15 minutes of material before handing out a summons. Or, or before the cavity search, because there was always a cavity search, no matter what. <laughs> you had to, you know, you got to look for everything. So, yeah, we did a lot of that. That was on Nantucket. There was no crime on Nantucket. A mocut accident was a big day on Nantucket. So it wasn't. <laughs> you know, my favorite part of the job was watching women with large breasts ride mopeds on cobblestone streets. That is the best thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, all this, all this hard cop work pays off. <laughs> Get to see and watch the jigglies roll by. <laughs> I apologize to listeners. Sorry uh, about that. Uh, you never have to apologize. No, it's quite all right. Here. Quite but, all right. Uh, but again, I'm you're going to be a better person. That's the thing. That was my New Year's resolution. You know, I do a lot of good deeds. Most of them are court ordered, but I do them. And uh, my brother gives 50% of his income to charity. That's his ex wife's name. Charity. <laughs> We're all trying to get back a little bit. Well, you gotta you gotta keep the love going, man. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Get yeah. Karma back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- comedian Tom Cotter is going to be at uh, what? The, what's it called? The it's Roadhouse the Comics Roadhouse Comics at Mohegan. Road, Mohegan Sun. You're going to be there uh, Thursday through Saturday, and then in Boston on uh, Sunday and Monday, just in time for Valentine's Day. We always appreciate the time, Tom. Thanks for coming on with us this morning. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, comedian Tom Cotter with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. An old Jaguar XKE can stop you in your tracks. One with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 43. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of 48. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. we got Laura Corn coming up a little bit later on this hour. Uh, she's always a lot of laughs. I love oh. corn. Yeah, everyone loves corn. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she's written the book, 1,001 Nights, 101 Nights, 365 Nights of uh, Great Sex. Mm. And uh, it's uh, it's an interesting, fascinating way of uh, of doing it we've had her on multiple times but basically every page is an envelope one for her one for him yeah and then you uh, you, uh, you take the envelope and then you do what that envelope says and then uh then it takes another you know nine months before uh your wife agrees to have sex with you so uh, yeah, yeah that's that, the way it works that could be uh that could be an issue well that's usually how it works in the you know marriages lasting over 10 years this is why you should never get married no, I have uh, no. You know, marriage is a wonderful institution. You know, I'm going to be married three years on the on the sixteenth. It's a, it's it's hard to imagine. And apparently, the traditional gift for uh, for a third anniversary is leather. 
Ooh, leather. You could uh, do some BDSM stuff with the with the lady. I was thinking about you yeah. know buying myself some uh, some you know leather chaps to see how that would go over. Listen, man, in your condition, you need a, like a leather knee brace and <laughs> maybe like a leather strap to hold your EKG uh, leather, reader thing in over your I, chest. If, if you I know? put on leather pants, and only want to bust in the zipper because that's apparently what I'm doing these days. Baby, does this geriatric look turn you on? <laughs> I can take my teeth out if it makes you feel any better. I'm still using the same teeth, Steve. Those have not been replaced as of yet. I uh, I imagine you walking around in your house in like tidy whities, like uh, like looking like baby Huey. You know no, what I mean? no, no, no. Like, hey, does this turn you on? Come get some of this. Well, you, you may not know to look at me, Steve, yeah. but I'm a very, very sexy, big bone man. Oh, you're a sex machine. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am. I'm yeah. a love machine. I and mean, it, it won't work for nobody but you. Well, it's kind of like the shake machine at McDonald's. Sometimes it's working and sometimes it's not. But when it works, yeah. you're awful happy you got the shake. Yeah, but we need to set up a website for your wife to go check like they can check whether the shake machines at McDonald's are still open. You can say, is Bax ready for action tonight? Yeah, I, I don't think she yeah. needs to go uh, online to figure that out. Just a simple yes or no yeah. uh, you know, would be and, would be enough. And all the dates are blacked out except for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a Monday, and you know, yeah, you, you never even Monday. even that might not uh, not, might not fly. But yeah, it'll be hard to believe <clears throat> it'll be three years next next week. That's crazy. I know it's three, crazy. Three years ago, I, I know uh, I uh, I did the Cupid Shuffle at your wedding. I yes, you did because you didn't want it played, and I convinced the DJ to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did. Uh, well, he he, was, he it, did play a couple of songs that I was hoping. You wouldn't that we play. wouldn't have to go to like the the cha cha slide. You know, I was hoping we wouldn't have to get to that one either. You, you don't. Uh, you don't. Uh, you know the one thing he wouldn't do. What? I don't know if I could tell you this on the air. Maybe I can tell you after the after we. Well, did you insinuate? What he well, was... I was gonna say when they play your song when you have your first dance. Yeah. To make a faux pas and play another song that might have been significant somewhere else in your life. <laughs> I didn't know what that song was. You're I'm right. just saying, like, yeah, wouldn't right. that be funny as that hell would be. Yeah. to come out there and start dancing to a different song? That would be. That would have been hilarious. That would have been a kick in the pants. <laughs> but I decided to take two hundred dollars worth of change and give it to you as a gift. Yeah, that was a that was a much better idea. Hey, listen, man, I'm a I'm a dick. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, you'll get no argument from me. But I'm a good dick. I don't, yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. more than I need to know. Well, listen, our our we had a nice wedding that night. That was a nice event. You did. Uh, it was we're, very nice. We were up at the uh, Smallpox Inn. The the Lord Jeffrey. Now the uh, the Which is Bolt now, the Boltwood Inn. I think it was called the Boltwood when you had your wedding there. I think they had already changed the name. They right. Yeah, yeah. they had, they had literally just changed the name. It's like the address of the avenue. Yeah, but it was yeah. it was beautiful. Uh, you know, everything worked out uh, great. You know, we're not real big dancers. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if I got to cut a rug, I'll cut a rug. I mean, I'll do it if I had to. But yeah, we just neither one of us are really into uh, dancing a whole hell of a lot. So. Yeah, it was for other people. When other people dance, and that was good. It always is when uh, I try to when I sit down with people to do the DJ thing. Yeah, I try to tell people don't overthink the playlist too much. I mean, there's obviously some songs out there that you wouldn't want to hear at all, right? Whether they have some sort of maybe a, a, a 
significant other you mm-hmm. use that with or maybe it reminds you of somebody that you don't want to be sad on your wedding day like maybe a death of somebody you know that's okay but to to like provide me with a playlist of stuff is really not worth yeah. the time doing that because every crowd is different like every crowd yeah. has a different there are it's it's like any other business. You can go out one night and people are dancing nonstop, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Then the next night you go out, it's like, uh, do you guys take a horse tranquilizer here tonight? <laughs> like, what the hell happened? And, and you know, every every crowd of guests, mm-hmm. you know, wants to make a a, a request mm-hmm. to the DJ. Even and occasionally those requests uh, fall into the category of stuff the bride and groom didn't want to hear at their wedding. I'll always remember the time I was doing a, it was like a Christmas party for some doctor's office. Right. And this uh, drunk girl comes up, very drunk. Okay. With a drink in her hand. And these are the people I, I don't really care for because you run the risk of the drink being spilled on something expensive. Like equipment. So you got to like kind of push them back. Right. And say, give me your request there. Could you play? Could you play? <laughs> That ZZ Top song, pour some sugar on me. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? When ZZ Top actually covers that, I will definitely play yeah, it. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get that on as soon as I get it. But until then, sweetie, here's Love Shack from the B-52s. <laughs> Tin Roof! Rusted it! That means she's pregnant. Yeah, way. is that what that means? Yeah, I had no yeah, idea. about that now? It's uh, 828 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hi, folks. Adam. 29 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, do you like uh, Listeria? Love it. Would you like some more in your food? That's the uh, the stuff you take to uh, freshen your breath, isn't it? No, that's Listerine. Oh. Uh, the CDC and P is currently investigating two separate Listeria outbreaks. Linked to prepackaged salad. Listeria. No, 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 no. You're thinking about that album from Def Leppard. No, no. That's two Def Leppard references in uh, less than 10 minutes. I know, but you were the one who brought up Listeria, their, their biggest selling record. No, that was Hysteria. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, Steve. That's a surgical procedure that takes all of the uh, reproductive organs from a woman and removes them. No, that's a hysterectomy. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. That's yeah. okay, Steve. We, we're on a roll for a little bit. I was trying to think of the, uh, wasn't it Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd in Spies Like Us with the added dick to me surgery? Oh, no, uh, it's yes. Dickfer. Or is it Dickfer? Was it, was it? You got a Dickfer on your shoulder. <laughs> what, what's what's a Dickfer? Dickfer? Yeah, 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 right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, in December, the National Public Agency announced the Fresh Express recalled several brands of its packaged salad, Including Fresh Express, Bowl and Basket, Giant Eagle, Little Salad Bar, O Organics, Signature Farms, Simply Nature, Weiss Fresh and From the Field, Wellesley Farms. You know, I don't, uh, I don't need to, to point to fingers, but have you ever noticed that whenever there's a listeria problem with lettuce, it's always the pre-cut lettuce in a bag. Yeah, it's never, it's never the head of lettuce that's got the listeria. No, because it's been handled by people and it's gone through a process. Yeah. That uh, has a bunch of people touching it. I I buy lettuce by the head. Yeah. I like head lettuce. Uh, oh, I like a good head lettuce. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, right in my lap. I like putting that head You like lettuce. that? Oh, yeah. I like a that. big salad. I, I can really get my arms around it. Well, there really are no big salads. They have two small salads that you could put together to make a big salad. But there's really no big salad. When I make a salad, it's a big salad. 
A uh, total of 10 people were reported ill in uh, at least eight states. Uh, Massachusetts, one case. Well, that's nothing. So go into your refrigerator and throw away all your lettuce and go buy more. Because everything's okay now. Lettuce in a bag seems like a good idea, but I'm starting to really think twice about whether that's something I want in my body. Lettuce in a bag. It doesn't sound very appetizing, does it? But it is what it is, isn't it? Yes, but it's also convenient. I get that part of it. You know. But it's but in, whenever there's a problem, it's always the lettuce in the bag. Yeah, again, because it's probably being handled more. But I find it easier to just take the bag. It's already cut up. I don't have to go buy hearts of romaine and do it myself. Because it's so, so tumultuous to take a heart of romaine out of a bag and chop it up on a board. Steve, you could chop up a head of romaine in less than three minutes. Fresh Express has taken out the middleman. I think that's a good idea. You mean how easy it is to chop a head of romaine? Uh, you no. cut it down the length. You wedge out the uh, little stumps at the end. Then you start cutting it down, uh, you know, down the uh, opposite end. Boom, see, you're done. See, I cut it uh, all the way down. I wash it off, and then I cut it as a whole in slices. Yeah. And then turn the and then take the knife and crack it over the other slices, and then it chops it up that way too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now you're just wasting the time doing it. I, I just told you how to do it. Five, less than a minute. Less than a minute. It takes more work to undo the uh, the bag of lettuce. Mm. Uh, Springfield fire crews were called to an accident on Columbus Avenue. An accident on Columbus Avenue on Tuesday afternoon. According to a Facebook post by the fire department, crews were called to 1259 East Columbus Avenue for a motor vehicle crash with an extrication. Below are photos of the crews working the incident. And uh, they got a bunch of firefighters standing around uh, trying to get the person out of the car. Mm. Uh, one person was reported to have been taken to a local hospital with minor injuries. But that's all we know about that. Okay. I mean, would you want a little more detail? I, I don't know how much detail I want. It sounds like a pretty awful thing. Yeah, it is a pretty awful thing. But nobody wants to give you any more details of what happened. Oh, like, here's a picture of an accident. Well, how did it get like that? I don't know. You don't we want to know. We just had pictures. Low-income workers in Massachusetts will receive $500 payments as part of the COVID-19 Essential Employee Premium Pay Program announced by the Baker Polito Administration on Tuesday afternoon. afternoon. So everybody's uh, going to get uh, 500 bucks if you reach a certain threshold, which includes how many dependents you have. Mm -hmm. and then there's like a whole table online you can go uh, look up that kind of thing. This thing is uh, this thing is really giving me crap this morning. What your computer? Yeah. What's uh, what's the problem? It's like it closes out the window when I'm looking at it. Well, you don't want that. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. This I can't even. I'm I'm locked in right now. So I, now cannot, uh, I cannot. I uh, cannot get anything up here. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let Laura Korn help you with that a little oh, bit later yeah, on Laura, this hour. Laura Korn will help Someone's going to help you up. She's yeah. the one. It's like I can scroll a little bit, and then it starts freezing. Like, what the hell is that all about? And when was the last time you rebooted that thing? Um, Three years ago? Yeah, see, yeah, maybe it's so time maybe, to uh, maybe, restart it. Yeah, maybe we need to reboot it. Uh, let's see. Uh Winter Olympians are accustomed to performing uh, their awe-inspiring feats against the backdrop of spectacular snow-capped mountains, but Beijing's big air 
Shunang Olympic venue is drawing attention for its much edgier urban setting. Behind the skiers launching themselves off the 60-meter ramp are furnaces, tall chimney stacks, and cooling towers on the site of a former steel mill that for decades contributed to the Chinese capital's notoriously polluted skies. Oh, that's so nice that they left that in the, in the background. It looks like an old nuclear reactor thing, like the way it's shaped. Yeah. I, I, everything I'm hearing about uh, Beijing and these Olympics, I mean, all these yeah. people who are complaining about the deplorable conditions, Yeah, sounds horrible. Do you see the, the picture that was uh, posted the other day of the food that they're giving people in quarantine? No. Is it like uh, Soylent Green? It's slop is yeah. what it is. I mean, like raw chicken, Ugh. orange sauce. Uh, like little tiny potatoes, and you only get like three of them. How is that? Like like to ten ten noodles. I mean, it's like I don't know. You figure, oh, Chinese food. How bad can it be? This is the stuff that I don't. I don't think anybody would want to eat in any country. And they're giving these people in isolation the same meal three times a day. That's disgusting. It's it's awful. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, other than you know being dragged to a Chinese prison. Uh, would be to be in quarantine because it's pretty much the same kind of treatment. <laughs> well, man, I was just telling you about the uh, the old smokestack being used as a backdrop for the Olympics, and you just took it to a darker level. Oh, yeah. Torture. But listen, people are not happy over there. They are angry. In fact, some people say that uh, you know during their time in in quarantine, they were they were crying every day. There's no there's no uh, you know workout facilities. There's no internet access. Yeah. Terrible. It's a horrible place. That's why it's so much better to stay home. Oh, and just watch it on TV. That's what I you do. Don't, you don't get the experience of the uh, torturous uh, feedings of the quarantined. That's why I don't even train for these events anymore. I'm off. I'm off the training. Uh, 26-year-old Sophie Draper was set to fly on American Airlines from London to New York. Draper suffers a severe allergic reaction when exposed to tree nuts. Uh, she doesn't like nuts, does she? Tree nuts. Oh. During booking, she uh, looked for a place to indicate she had a nut allergy. <laughs> nut allergy. Well, it's a very serious problem, Steve. Uh, but found no... Yeah, I know, but it's the nut allergy. Yeah, I know. It's funny to say, laugh. but it's a very serious problem. But found no place to make such a notation. Uh, during check-in, she mentioned it to the check-in agent who was told to speak to the gate agent. At the gate, the agent told her to speak to the cabin crew. On board, she spoke with the purser. Is that what they call them? The purser? Or is that just an English name? No, do you remember uh, on um, Love Boat, Fred Grandy was uh, a gopher, your yeoman purser. Uh, So on board, she spoke to the purser who said they were contractually obliged to serve hot mixed nuts in first and business class. And that it was against company policy to make announcements relating to food allergies. What? What? Is that against? That would be protecting yourself saying, hey, this thing is filled with uh, tree nuts. If you have a nut allergy, don't eat it. You know. I would think you'd ha- you'd have to disclose that information. Even though she was flying in economy class, which does not serve nuts, the presence of nuts in business and first class poses the risk of uh, anaphylax. I don't know. You stop breathing. Uh, Anaphylactic shock. Anaphylaxis. Yeah. If allergens travel airborne. Yeah, you don't want that. It's bad. Very bad. You know, I feel bad for people like that. That You can't even enjoy things. You can't go out and you can't, like, everything has to be vetted before you eat it. 
You go to if, if, if how many times do you go to a restaurant and they're using peanut oil and they don't tell you? Yeah, they do not tell you. Yeah, but I would imagine that somebody with a peanut allergy probably assumes that there's some sort of danger in this place, and then you can ask. You gotta ask. Yeah, but like you know, it's like onions. People are allergic to onions. Who can get severe allergic reactions to onions? Onions are in everything. That's what I mean. Like yeah. these are the most common ingredients. Peanuts are in a lot of different foods. Like crushed nuts are in a lot of different cuisines. Yeah, I know. When I was a kid, I was allergic to uh, chocolate, eggs, and tomatoes. That's nearly my entire diet chocolate, in my adulthood. Chocolate, eggs, and tomatoes. Yeah. Mm. Eggs are in everything. Tomatoes, it's in everything that a kid loves. Yeah. And chocolate, please. I don't even have to, yeah. I don't even have to tell you what uh, you know, Halloween would be. You know, uh, we uh, one of my daughters, uh, we figured out she had an allergic uh, aller- or had an allergic reaction, but luckily not severe at all. But we noticed, like, if she eat anything with ketchup, right, her face started to like swell up, and like right around her mouth. No and kidding. It was the I don't even know what they said. It was some kind of like. Uh, ingredient in the ketchup some acid, acid or something uh, yeah the tomato acid was causing some irritation on her fair skin yeah uh causing it to to, to swell up i mean it, it's she's kind of grown out of it now you can't tell a kid you can't eat ketchup yeah one of my kids got an allergy to, to cashews and pistachios which is great because those are my two favorite nuts i can eat those things all day long so if they're not gonna eat them it's got to go somewhere usually goes to the old man Oh, is that how they figure it out? That's how I worked it up. Well, that's probably a good way to do it. Oh, it was perfect. Uh, but yeah, I feel bad for people who can't enjoy things because of the uh, the allergy thing. But it's like, again, how much do you force somebody? You know, like the pe- the percentage of people out there that have this problem versus the people that don't have the problem. Do you force everybody to do it the way uh, for a select few? Totally depends on the severity of the allergy and what happens. You know, if it's just a matter of a little rash, I can live with a rash. Could I live with an anaphylactic shock? No, I guess the answer would be no. I just, I just think, like, if you're telling somebody to ban one food, then there might be somebody else on that plane who isn't allergic to any of the other ingredients and the other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And with, with some of these uh, kids with nut allergies, just being near the stuff. They don't even have to ingest it. Just being near it is enough for them to catch a reaction. It's uh, crazy. Oh, I think we have a, we have a call coming through. Uh, we do. Uh, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Join the T-Birds on Wednesday, February 9th at 7. And- it's uh, going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 43. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 48. Looking at 24 in uh, downtown Springfield. I just opened up one of these pages uh, for, for him yeah. in the book of 101 Nights of Great Sex. And mine says, take out the trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's going to turn somebody help. on? Who it's, knows? It is uh, hard to believe, but for 28 years, Laura Korn has been talking about 101 Nights of Great Sex, which I don't even understand. That would have meant that the publisher would have had to give her advance at the age of five. But she's on the phone with us right now. It's Laura Korn. How are you, Laura? <laughs> You're, so, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm adorable. You're right about that. What? And you know what? That the press release should say that. But <laughs> one thing you don't know, you know what though? I am the publisher. Yeah. Did you not know that? Uh, no, I did. I did know that. And but I but I also know that 
You've, I mean, there are millions of copies of this book. I have printed more corn, like the vegetable. This corn has printed two million books. That's, un- that, that's, that's unbelievable. I mean, I know people who have written books, and if they sell five, they're lucky. You know, this, <laughs> this, I mean, this is a book that you know, you know I've I've known you for you know almost thirty years, it seems, and you know, here we are talking about a book that. For whatever reason, people just keep gravitating to, and they keep going back and and uh, you know looking at the envelopes and and learning new things about their relationship and about themselves. It's a it, it's twenty eight years, Laura. It's unbelievable. Well, it it, it really is a publishing phenomenon um, in the publishing world. You know, you know, well, you know, there's that kind of funny saying that it's got legs, but there's a really good reason for it. I think because it's interactive and it's playful, and I update it all the time. So as long as I update it and make it current and keep it fun and hot and romantic and, you know, that kind of element where people actually do the stuff. I mean, if you go to Amazon and you read all the 800, 900 five-star reviews, God, so many of them are for guys going, I never bought a book on sex before, but I can, I can do this book. I just rip out an envelope. And my God, I've never seen my wife so happy. So, yeah. you so know, in the last <laughs> so up, cool. in the last update that you did, and I think there, I think it was a 2020 edition. I don't know if, if yep. there's if there's yep. a new one, but there was a 2020 yep. edition. And my understanding is like 30 new envelopes that went in, so that had to mean 30 envelopes went out. I mean, how do you how do you pick and choose <laughs> which ones need to be retired and which yeah. ones are so good which, they have to go in? Which one's not working? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good question. You know, I'm always reading. I'm always kind of looking for that gem that I think uh, will either rock his world or rock her world. And, and I have, you know, they're all my little babies. You know, if you think about it, I've written over <laughs> yeah. 500 little babies. And, and it's hard to get rid of one because I have fond memories of these. <laughs> of these yeah, well, <laughs> and yeah. they're like, and now I have a new guy. Uh, so, I, I yeah, saw I that, and congratulations. You look very, very happy. Uh, you know, and he's got no... Now, here's the thing, because a lot of guys would look at this book because, again, it's not a book you read. It's a book you do. There's like 50 envelopes that are sealed, and they're for his eyes only and 50 for her eyes only. And to me, the best part of the book, guys, is the, are the names, you know? Yeah. Because when you get the book... I, here's the bottom line. This book eliminates the single reason why we don't spice up our love lives more often outside of Valentine's Day, which is the best day in the world to celebrate your relationship. It's cheesy, but we should have one day a year, don't you think, to celebrate who we love? Well, I think if you've been married for long enough, it usually is just one day a year. But that's why she wrote the book, Bax, to spice things up. For some couples, they'd have to be married for 100 years. Why is it just one day? Now, now, now let me ask you this, Laura. You mentioned you got the the new man around. Uh, What is that experience like for him? It's like, is he going and complaining to his buddies, this lady is nonstop. I mean, my bollocks are coughing dust. I don't know what to do. Oh my God! You want to? I'm telling you. All right. So my book is torn up. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet it I is. Yeah. To God. 
What, what, well, it's just that he didn't have a lot of experience when I met him. He had been married a long time. Right. And, um, and I'm like, you know, dude, you need my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we were just ripping these pages, having the time of, time of my life. But this, I swear. He'll do like rip out number one, Honey Lingus, or yeah. or Make Her Tremble, <laughs> yeah, right, right. or Bad to the Boner, right, right. And and by the and he'll surprise me with it, and he'll go, Laura, that was number twenty three, and I'm like, Please. what? <laughs> then I go back and look at number twenty three, and he's demol- He's completely changed. It. Well, yeah, Laura, you wrote it twenty eight years ago. Yeah. I can't remember where I left my keys no, half the time. No. Ago, <laughs> All right. So, does that mean he's inspiring but, new pages then? Yes. That's the yes, that's the that's beauty of it, Laura. Oh yes. Anyway, he's not going to uh, ask for any finan- He's not going to ask for any financial compensation because of that, is he? <laughs> I don't know. You better not. It's only eight year old. Listen, Maybe for- <laughs> Bax, forget about the payment. It's the fringe benefits that go along with it that really are I mean, important. You, when, when you start dating this guy, did he have any idea that you had this book? I mean, was that something that was that was in the Bumble profile, or I mean, was that something that you just discussed <laughs> after like two or three dates? I met him on the Venice Boardwalk with my dog. Oh, oh okay. So he had no idea that you had this book. He just he just rolled up, and he comes up to me and he goes, "I like your dog." And that was it, <laughs> jackpot. And, and then I said, "Then why why are you looking at my cod cod?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was looking straight at him. For that day, I didn't wear a bra. So glad I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're happy because, you know, years ago, I think we interviewed another guy you were dating. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we sat here after the interview and said, boys, you could do better than that guy. And, you know, and then <laughs> now it's good to know that you moved on and are happy. I think that's that's wonderful. You know, I am. And, you know, I know this sounds kind of silly, but actually we're we're actually ripping out the envelopes and. And, you know, like his favorite page is like my, been my favorite page for years, the Velvet Tongue. I, t- I tell you, I'll never forget when I did the Velvet Tongue on him. It was probably like a couple of months in. It was the first one I did. I uh, surprised him with that one. And literally, I, I can't even, even describe. He said, I mean, the best sex he's ever had. Like just once and I said, like, that was amazing. And um, so it is super fun. And you know this stuff works if you try it. Sure. And, um, well, what are you guys going to do on Valentine's Day? I have a good, some good advice, by the way. Go well, on. So, what are you doing? Well, I, in our house, you know, Valentine's Day is actually two days before our anniversary. So it's our third anniversary next week. And, and we will certainly go out to dinner. That's, that's for sure. But as far as beyond yeah. that, we ha- I, you know, I, neither one of us have put a whole lot of thought into you know, what we're going to do beyond that. But like, I would imagine that you know, thumbing through the 100 night, 101 nights of great sex is probably something we might consider. Okay, cool. But I'm, but I'm, right. but I'm open and, to suggestions. And then, and then me... Uh, do gas station flowers turn you on, lady? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Yeah, I bet they do. They're preserved you know for what? a very long you know what? time. Don't, don't walk into the house, ring the doorbell. Oh. And then when she answers or knock on the door, 
just say, I think you have a secret admirer. Oh. See, that's how you can yeah. turn something yeah. into then, just something. What? And then she'd probably slam the door in my face going, could you get some real flowers, please? Thank you. <laughs> in, individual flowers yeah. wrapped in plastic and two monster yeah. energy drinks, and yeah. you're set for a night of fun. Hey, uh, I'm looking on your website. Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book. Oh, she's a huge fan. Now, yeah. did you guys, like, did you give her a bunch of copies of the book, and then she gave you a bunch of those vagina-scented candles that she sells? <laughs> No, but I'm dying to smell one. Yes! <laughs> you know, I just kind of put my head between my legs. All right. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Listen, at my age, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, there there are. But, you know, I think the number one reason why we don't spice it up is because we don't make time for it. Yeah, well, yeah, I think? mean, that's I true. Mean, uh, making time it, is, it, is the thing. It, but, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, 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 oh, but this is a, this is a really good tip. I can't tell you, uh, Bax and Steve, how many men and women mm. have stopped having sex because, go on, you fill in the break. COVID? Uh, it's tax season? <laughs> this is the pandemic. Oh, my God, this is the big one. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years, completely stopped having sex. Because they're on their phones all day. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Or no, you're around not too, on the board. You're around the person too much. The, well, yeah, the boredom and the, you know the yeah. same old, same old. No, it's because of some grooming flaws. Oh, because uh, people, people, yeah, are... they just stopped grooming. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you gotta listen. You gotta tidy up. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like hygiene. This is like I'm telling you. It's critical. Fresh breath, clean teeth. That uh, you know, I, I agree it's, with it's you. It's actually yeah. the uniform you put on before the game of love. And if you don't think love is a game, it really is. Yeah. And by the way, some when she says clean teeth, she means all of them. <laughs> yeah. Just keep <laughs> that in mind. One or two or all yeah, the whole right. set. The whole set. Even <laughs> Laura, listen, we're all out of time. 101 nights of great sex. Uh, you can uh, go to our website, lauracorn.com. Laura, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, have a great uh, great Valentine's Day. Sending you guys big hugs. Uh, all right. Uh, Thanks uh, so much uh, for having me on. Anytime. Oh, I'll see if I can sniff out some of those candles for you. <laughs> oh, she hung up she on hung me. She up. didn't want to hear that. It's 859, a Rock 102. Is the power out in Hadley? Are there road closings in Westfield? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware.